Kelly, you're awful yeah. quiet. Did we lose her? I'm chewing. Oh, okay. I'm just uh, to check on you. Useful excuse, yes. Trisha does sound slightly like she's in a tunnel or something. I don't know if that How's comes that? through that on better? your end, Sue. So. Is that better? It's coming up pretty Seems good for her. And are we actually planning to stop at 26, or are we just going as far as we manage to make it? Well, I think we should plan on stopping at 26, because that's as far as I read. Okay. Because <laughs> that's what I, I thought we were doing. I guess that works, then. <laughs> And then we can. Yeah, I think. Add it or whatever. I haven't looked at that part of it. Whoops. I did from 21 all the way to the end. It's 10 hours long for yeah. my um, text out loud. I even ran listening to it. Wow. It didn't do very well. Yeah, it didn't do very well running. No, I can imagine. It wasn't fast paced. <laughs> it wasn't what? It wasn't fast paced. I got to the point where I'm trying to listen to what they're saying and I start slowing down. I'm like, oop, I can't do that. <laughs> okay. What beats the best thing? Flurry lost me out of my apartment today. Well, that was nice of her. Mm-hmm. Well, she's like, she has this thing. She likes to see if she can get out as fast as she can out my door mm-hmm. without me losing it. So I have to go and take her out. So I'm recording this because yes. I'm going to say something that's, yeah. Well, you can, whatever. I'll delete it. Her armaments get blown off the side of the sidewalk by a FedEx truck that scared the crap out of me. I didn't think it would. It goes that I go, I run near a highway. And it just like, I almost went off the side because it was just, it wasn't close to me, but the thing is, all the wind and everything, it was just like, almost blew me over. I'm like, wow. damn. Yeah, so I come back, realize my. Doors lock, and I hear Flora go <laughs> to me on the other side of the door. I'm like, Can you unlock the door for me? <laughs> she doesn't meow, she just beams. She beams. Like, great. Yeah. And she apparently doesn't unlock doors, which is very sad. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm like, Flora, you can unlock the door for me. I'm like, thanks, Flora. Appreciate that. So I had to go to the manager of the apartment complex. She's in her nightgown, and she's kind of looking at me. I forgot I got this new headband, but it's a wicking one. Mm-hmm. But on it, it says, run like a mother. Oh, nice. And I forgot that I said that on my headband. And she's looking at my headband. I'm thinking, like, what the heck is she looking at me for? Like, like I had something on my head. It says, run like a mother on it. And I'm like, what the heck? I think that, okay, I have to at least go pee. I go in, I look what's up in the mirror. I'm like, oh, that's why she's looking at me funny. <laughs> oh, such fun you have. Oh, I always put myself in there. That's cool. I didn't have much fun today. I just took care of the animals. Joe ate himself sick eating blackberries. I'm like, come on, you're going to throw up. Let's go back. He's like, no, I'm still eating. I'm like, no, it's time. I have the podcast. (laughs) Does somebody else want to start today? I started last week. Who did it last week? Kelly did. I did. Okay. Well, doesn't matter. Going once, going twice. Go for it, Scott. Alrighty. Hey, Ron. The next time. In this episode, we feature typically Pufuanian on-topic discussion. Not only entertaining, but educational as well. <laughs> I can touch my toes to the faucet. I can turn on the sink with my feet. It's like the Manhattan Project. Don't take offense to this, guys. But you guys are the most dysfunctional people. <laughs> no, they're not. <laughs> <laughs> 
always laugh before the end. Father, think we please where the story never ends. Welcome to Peoncast, except no, it's no, not. No. I'm confused. <laughs> we did Peoncast this morning, so. We did. Oh, okay. Take two. We'll always laugh before the end. I ought to think we please where the story never ends. Welcome to Potterfic Weekly. I'm Scott. I'm Sue. I'm Kelly. I'm Trisha. <laughs> and I'm Abby. <laughs> What's that? That, <laughs> that was, Trisha. was Trisha. I think it was at the right time to. I was giggling. I'm sorry, giggling. She's giggling. Okay. Yeah. Trisha's and this week we are continuing. Yeah. <laughs> I wish. And she didn't share, which is really sad. I wish I had. I'm sorry. But she did come to the before the podcast, so that's a good. That's yeah. good. Showering is always good. Yeah, you guys this week we're continuing our coverage of Points of No Return by Night Zephyr, and we will be covering chapters 22 through 25. Yeah. Hopefully. My first question. Mm-hmm. When did she write this? Ah, she good wrote question. this before. She wrote it before Order of the Phoenix came out. Okay. Yeah, this is a fifth year fic. It was okay, yeah. last updated in June of 2003. Right. Yeah. Sometimes when I um I have to read stories, I have to figure out when it's written. If it's written for a certain book, I'm like, okay, I gotta forget everything I know ahead of time. <laughs> then I can be like in the mindset of the right right time. Yes. Because there's a couple this... times I was like, I'm reading. When was this written? <laughs> yeah, there's some major like non-canon stuff but you know it's fanfic mm-hmm. yeah. i found some of the things i thought it was very interesting it's later on in the chapters that i'm like whoa she kind of put something like she kind of really hit hit some of the stuff that's in later on in canon oh i thought she came close to it and i thought it was pretty neat mm-hmm. we've <laughs> noticed that a few times earlier check your mic and make sure it's plugged in all the way okay how about now? Yeah, cause... okay well there you're a little oh. better Hi. <laughs> There's a train. Yeah, hold on. Broadcasting live from pot for nine and three quarters. <laughs> hey, I was just there. <laughs> I was. I tried to get in and I couldn't get in. No, but I have a picture of her trying really hard. So, um, you're a little softer um. for me, but you're clearer. So I guess that works. All right. The <laughs> it's just run over my train. Ah. Yeah. God. Just when we got the sounds right. Yeah. You know, it hadn't passed all day until now. Of course. I just think you wants to be on the podcast. That's it. Yep. Not too bad. They're going to be on now. Yeah. There you go. You should have heard Paula's. Paula's train was less than a block away, and it had to blow three different at three different crossings, like within a half mile. Yeah. So you'd hear it go by, and it was like she'd call me, and I'd be talking to her. She's like, "Hold on, train!" And she set the phone down and like go to the bathroom or something, and you'd hear the train go by, and it sounded like you were right sitting next to the tracks. It was so loud. <laughs> Yeah, we used to go camping where there was a train uh, like that, and you know we couldn't sleep. It was awful. We're like, all right, we're never going back there again. Why did they have a oh, campsite I mean, where you'd have? That's a horrible place for I a mean, campsite. Yeah, my oh. girlfriend lived not even um 
an eighth of a mile from a train and it would just go and she was right there on an intersection too i got so used to it well i used to live my apartment the the end of the uh parking lot was where the train went over the road mm-hmm. yeah and so yeah. i was at yeah, the other end of the right across the street yeah there's i was a train at the other end of the comparative complex mm-hmm. but it was loud i'm probably about 150 feet above a train right now <laughs> it's um i live on a place called cliffside and so yeah we live on a cliff on the other side of the cliff there's train tracks and then there's the rip out the higher river yeah so. <laughs> Yep. Wow. Well, the closest tracks to me now are five miles away. They're at the airport. And I'll hear them in the middle of the night, you know, because it's so, it's quiet. It's quiet, yeah. That's the only time I can hear the train because it's ways down. It's, well, it's probably less than two miles because it's a mile down the hill and it's just across the streets from the hill. But mm. but since I'm a mile up the hill, then unless it's really quiet, yeah. I don't hear it. Right. And welcome to Traincast. <laughs> 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 Your engineer today. <laughs> keep chucking that wood in there, will ya? I thought you were going to say, keep what? changing that dial. No, no, no. Got a fuel So, engine. chapter 22. <laughs> as clear as blood? Yeah. This one's a very creepy like start out. to this one. Oh, yeah. This one started out really, really like, oh, yeah, you're going to like this. <laughs> I listened to it as yeah. I was going to sleep, and I was like, okay, I'm not sleeping now. <laughs> so. Yeah, well, it starts out with uh, Ron being awoken with <sighs> maniacal <laughs> laughter. <laughs> but, what is it? Yeah. It's, ugh. Yes. It's just, oh, I don't know. Every time I hear it, like, I can just hear it, and I'm just like, oh, that just scares the crap out of me. <laughs> Especially well, right next first, to your ear. Mm-hmm. You don't realize mm-hmm. that it's a nightmare. Mm-hmm. But no, actually, you didn't realize that it's a nightmare. But actually, it isn't a nightmare. It's kind of like, I know. Not. It kind of weaves itself in mm-hmm. and out of reality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the, it's kind of like Harry's vision in uh, Wednesday nights, or proper place, rather. Yeah, have He's you ever a had a, parts of it like, I've had a dream, like, you're at someone else's place, and then you kind of dream again, and you just don't know where the hell you are. Or a mm-hmm. dream where you dreamt that you woke up. Yeah. Really- oh, yeah. I have that all the time. That's why I'm late to work. <laughs> <laughs> you're stepping out the door, and then you wake up at best. Took a shower, and, you know, get, got dressed, and got in the car, and I'm halfway to work, and the alarm goes off again. And I think, what in the heck? And then I realize that I'm still in bed. Oops. Oh, dear. Yeah. So Valeria, who, when we left her, was... Uh, leg locker bound on her bed is now apparently up and about. Mm-hmm. And she's yeah. kind of leaning over him and whispering not so sweet nothings in his ear. <laughs> but she does say you believe and in then, me. Mm-hmm. And her eyes are really glowing green more than they ever have before. And then her skin starts to melt away and go into this horror movie grayish scaly thing. And Sorry. she's turning into a dementor basically. Right. That's what I was thinking, yeah. You know what I picture there? I pictured Deadly Hallows when the snake goes out from, um, what's her name? Bethelda Backshot. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what I pictured. And, oh, it's just creepy. So yeah. creepy. I hate it. I pictured, remember the Indiana Jones and it's, I believe it's the Holy Grail. And the woman picks yeah. the cup and it's not the right cup. It's and a guy drinks right. it and starts. I don't know. It's, it's, it's the third it's the third, yeah, I think where she picks it up, and he drinks yeah, from it, and then he like basically 
Desiccates in front of them. Yeah. 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 Melt in front of them. Yeah, that's what I did. That's like. Yeah. You're yep. think, so you were thinking the first one where they were melted. Yeah, I guess so. It was different. Oh, yeah. That's, uh, that was Ten Commandments or something like that. Yeah. There's a lot of creepy things that happen in Indiana Jones movies. Yeah, really is. <laughs> Although my favorite line, we are going to die. Sorry. We are going to die. I like Junior. I came here to save you. Oh, yeah? And who's going to come to save you, Junior? I told you. Don't call me Junior. You're like Indiana. My name is Indiana, but that's what we named the dog. (laughs) You are named for the dog. (laughs) Okay, clip hunting in the future. (laughs) All right, anyway. We're way off course. Okay, so he uh, wakes himself up. He says, okay, Mm -hmm. it was a nightmare. Why is it so dark in here? (laughs) He shoves the Dementor Valeria creature into the fire and it smothers the fire. And then he goes, okay, it was just a dream. And he kind of goes back to sleep or he starts to go back to sleep. And mm-hmm. then he hears a voice saying, we're coming. That was before he woke up. Okay. Was the right. we're coming bit. Then he, he yeah. shoves my the Dementor away, is, wakes yeah, up. My and, go ahead. Say it. Pokes himself in the eye. Yes, yes yeah. I like that too. <laughs> Poking one finger in his eye to confirm that his eyes were open. <laughs> Ouch. Mm-hmm. Like you're yes. an idiot. I'm like you can pin, you can pull a nose hair at least. <laughs> Not to poke yourself in the eye. You I don't know. Have you ever been in a, a dark room that's so dark that you touch your eyes to see if they're actually open? open. I mm-hmm. do not think so. Or you just... Okay. You try and wave your hand in front of your eyes, but if you can't see anything, you'll keep bringing it closer until you can poke so yourself in the eye. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and at first he's like, oh, right, I pushed the meter in the fire. And, That's what put the fire out. Except that was a dream, wasn't it? And I'm awake. Right. So what's going on? Yeah. So he reaches for his wand. And, and it's, it's gone. And gone. No wand. He's like, where are but he's, I left it right here. You know, mm-hmm. He doesn't quite get that it's really gone. He's searching down the cushions and everything. And he could have sworn there was somebody who just passed him in the dark. Right. Mm-hmm. But that can't be right, because I can hear Fred and George and Harry all breathing. And I can hear Valeria breathing. I think. Oh, wait. I can't hear no, Valeria I can't. breathing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, he's swearing about his, his wand, and he's feeling things moving, and he hears things dropping. And he decides, okay, yeah. I'm going to wake people up. Because at first he's like, if I wake people up and it's a dream, they're going to take the Mickey out of me, and I don't want to do that. Right. Mm-hmm. But now, Screw that. Who cares? Mm-hmm. Yep. Now <laughs> I'm like, okay. Up. I'm like, you're in that much danger. I don't care. You just scream bloody murder. I don't care if they tear the mickey out of you or not. I mean, hey. You could just tell them it was a nightmare. If it if it's nothing, then it was a nightmare. Right. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I was and asleep. They, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And of course, so, we know what all this is. But he has no idea what's going on. He's trying to get to Harry. Because he keeps hearing clattering noises and then this same whooshing of air afterwards as... Things are dropped on the floor, and then something else happens. Right. Yeah, he's trying to wake up Harry, and he doesn't hear anything. Harry doesn't seem to be responding. So he decides, all right, I'm going to get up and go over there and wake him up that way. So he starts, and it's dark, because there's no moon, and there's no fire. And so he's trying Mm -hmm. to find, he's trying to go over to Harry to wake him up. Right. 
And he's doing what I do every night when I turn off the computer because I'm in the kitchen in the far side of the kitchen and I turn off the computer and I turn off the lights and I unplug everything and then it's pitch dark and I have to walk across the room to get to the door to get outside with my hands waving in front of me so I don't like run myself into the wall or the counter or the door. I'm going to buy you a glow stick. (laughs) I just need a wand. How about I was going to say, how, you know what? We can get you a wand that has the lights on it. Yeah. Well, you know, I could yeah. walk across the room and turn on the light and then go back and turn off the light, but that's extra steps. And I'm a oh, lazy, boy. I'm a lazy son of a gun. <laughs> Where's the you know, it's kind of like that? those horror movies. You know, this, you know, the horror movies where the people go into the dark room and walk all the way across the room to turn the light on. It's like, you know, can you just use the switch next to the door? Hello? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> And, you know, I'm home alone right now, so I'm freaky about, you know, doors being unlocked and, and things like that. So. Oh, yeah. The last time I was podcasting home alone, the neighbor showed up and opened the door unannounced and scared the snot out of me. So I locked the doors tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing like screaming on a podcast. <laughs> so, Speaking yeah. of screaming. Yes. Ron is... Flailing his arms yelling around. for Harry and flailing, yes. Right, Harry's not responding. And he, but something is um, bent over Harry. Yeah. And, and he grabs and, at something, and it's long hair. Right. And apparently Valeria and really it, is off of her cot. Yeah. Right. She turns, and there's two and, blinded green dots swinging his way. Now, see, I don't understand this. Because if her eyes were glowing that much, wouldn't she have, like, lit up the room? You would think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like little green flashlights, you know. Yeah, you would think that it's magic. Yeah, something. I picture them like a dog, you know, and like an animal's eyes glow. Maybe that's how I picture it. Uh, but. Yeah, but you have to yeah, hit them with light to make them do that. Yeah, yeah they reflect light. I, I, kinda, oh, I pictured okay. like a Ghostbuster. <laughs> yeah, the guy that I did too. This <laughs> <Vigo. laughs> Sorry. Vigo. I'm Vigo. Sorry. Oh, no. Did we just think? Well. <laughs> yes. I need to watch that sometime. Yes, I love it. We literally, mom took us to the drive-in to see it when we were kids. You know, older oh, kids, kids. Well, that was that was the second one, though. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that was the first worst. one. We literally had to pull off the road on the way home because we were laughing so hard talking about it that she almost went off the road. So she had to stop the car until we were done talking about it before she could start driving safely again. So. Oh, goodness. There you go. <laughs> Sorry. That's from the second movie. And the slime. Oh, that was so funny. <laughs> it's like, I love you guys. <laughs> okay, yeah, this, it was such a bad movie. Yeah. Oh, no, so. you, you don't understand, though. Every geek in the last 20 years, if you don't know lines from that movie, there's something wrong with you. Don't cross the streams. There's something very important I forgot to tell you. What? Don't cross the streams. Why? It would be bad. I'm fuzzy on the whole good-bad thing. What do you mean, bad? Try to imagine all life as you know it stopping instantaneously and every molecule in your body exploding at the speed of light. Total protonic reversal. That's bad. Okay. All right, important safety tip. Thanks, Ego. Yeah. (laughs) I mean... (laughs) That one I do know. I don't know what the context is, but... 
Yeah, you know what? I was thinking about it when they were doing some of the, the wand work in there, and I'm thinking, they're going to cross the streams, they're going to cross the streams, don't cross the streams. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sitting there running. I think that's when I slowed down, when I was running, listening to it, and I'm like, they're going to cross the streams. It's not going to be good. They're going to cross the streams. Uh, nothing oh, like boy. mixing fanfic and movies. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So Ron tries to talk to Valeria and ask, like, what are you doing up? You've been leg locker cursed, but she makes no response. And Well, yeah. You know, I think it's funny. He he gets should, he's yelling, Harry, are you all right? Harry, Harry, are you all right? He should be yelling, Valeria has lost her mind. <laughs> it's the whole, okay, I understand it's movie Ron, but it's, you know, the whole, but you can't walk the leg lucker curse. And I just can picture him and I can't even think of the line from the movie, but I can so totally see him going, but, uh, uh, or, you know, I know what it is. It's in the hospital in movie three. And he's like, what? What are you doing there? You were over there. How'd you get, you know, that whole stupid thing. I mean, that's totally what I saw when I was reading this. <laughs> no, I was thinking yes. along the lines of spello tape on the wand. Let me do it. <laughs> <laughs> but so, as he's trying to do something with Valeria, he gets hit from behind on the ear. Yeah. And Valeria runs off. And he's yelling up for Harry again. <laughs> Harry's just kind of befuddled. Right. Get your wand. Where is your wand? We need light. Valeria's up. And Harry's the same way. But the leg walker, you know, wake up, people. Wake up. Like, it didn't work, damn it. Get up. And then mm-hmm. he finally then- thinks, well, Hermione know- Hermione won't have lost her wand. She knows where it is at all times. So he yells upstairs, Hermione, we need light. And she's, you know, what's going on? Where's the fire? Never mind that. We need light. So she goes back for the wand and she comes forward again and she almost steps off the edge of the balcony. Yeah, because she mm-hmm. can't find hers either. Right. And there's- Everybody's wands is missing. So it's not just that Ron has lost it somewhere. Right. They've all been taken. Right. So, mm-hmm. so she is... Uh, Harry's still kind of groggy. He says, I, yeah. I can feel Dementors somewhere. And Ron is trying to explain, okay, Valeria's gone nuts. Her eyes are glowing this green color. It's weird. And she must have Dementors inside of her. And that's what's making Harry sick. Right. So when she, he mm-hmm. wakes up Fred and George, he says, don't look at her. Because the Dementors right. will make you sick. But go find her and catch her because she's loose. So, of course, they're running mm-hmm. into each other and into furniture. And I'm thinking cartoons here, you know. Yeah. It's like. Yeah. Like Scooby-Doo. Where they run in and out of one door and through another. and Yeah. Well, long hallway. Yeah. Right. And so Hermione's like, I'm coming down. And he says, are you mad? You can't come down the loft in the dark. You're going to fall. We'll find him. Stay there. And mm-hmm. Fred and George are banging into furniture and stepping on Ron and knocking into each other and just... Yeah. And then but then finally me. they hear this whispering. Yeah. And it's her. Mm-hmm. Don't tell. Be my eyes. Potter's evil. Be my eyes. Be my eyes. Be my eyes. And she's decided that she's going to tell them about Tom. But we know from before that when she tries to tell them about Tom, she has excruciating pain, so she's got to come up with a way to tell them without using any words. And so she slams out of the cabin, mm-hmm. and they're all like, she's gone! And her mind's like, uh, maybe she opened the door so somebody can get in. And they're like, oh crap! So Yeah. The whole entire time when, when they said they got she got to figure out some way to go on, it just reminded me, I just thought to myself, ah, it's Twilight! Twilight? You get it? Ugh. Yeah. No, I don't get it. Haven't read it. 
Okay. Sorry. Like, I'm confused. Um, not oh, maybe it's break not break down. It's eclipse where um Jacob can't tell her. He's like, think about it, think about it. Oh, okay. Yeah. You can figure it out. Oh, okay. And Scrushy was in like he's off, like he's excruciating pain because he can't figure out how to tell her. Right. So phone right. mm-hmm. out the door. So out the door. She goes. And Hermione manages to create some light. Bondless magic. She uses the same fire that Lupin used in book three. She's kind of neat. Yes. And she's just kind of holding Mm -hmm. it in her hand. I just like how they they all got dumbstruck Mm -hmm. about it. Well, apparently it's really hard to do. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which they can probably imagine. And apparently it takes up a lot of energy. It's a little ball of light. In concentration. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love Mm -hmm. Fred. Tell me you found your one, Hermione. Because if you didn't, you're as scary as Ron always says you are. (laughs) (laughs) I thought that was cute. Very poignant. (laughs) I like that. So she comes down the ladder and they hear the door latch jiggle. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. You know, what do we do? All of a sudden they all realize, you know, they're wandless. They have no magic. So they're really vulnerable. So they scrabble around and grab firewood furniture to protect themselves. Which is... I was waiting for someone mm. to get a rubber duck. <laughs> yeah, I don't Stop know why. Fish. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, I the rubber chicken the rubber joke. Duck. Yeah, the rubber chicken or something. Mm. The rubber chicken is and look at each other like, how does that Well, she comes back in and she's got a bucket in her hand. Yeah, and Ron says, don't hit her yet. Just see if she's threatening anything and otherwise leave her alone. Right. And she's got... Red stuff easy stuff all over her, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Where would she get that much blood?" Yeah, I mean, it's all over her. It's on her face. It's on her hair. It's all over her hands. It's the bucket is full of it. It's like, where? What is this? Yeah, mm-hmm. and, she's and like, kind of like not not possessed, but she's like, I don't know. I would say like trance-like mm-hmm. in, in a state where you can't. She doesn't see anybody. She's in one one like kind of like how um, mm-hmm. Trelawney. She's very single-minded. Right. Yes. She's, She's got tunnel vision. Yeah. So she goes over and she starts, well, basically painting on the wall with the stuff on in the, the wall, bucket. Yeah. yeah. Right. And, and she's whispering, I will tell them. You can't stop me now. I'm going to tell them. So they decide, you know, Harry's like, whatever she's doing, whether or not that's blood, we've got to find our wands. And so they start looking and they realize that they're not in the house, in the cabin. So they're mm-hmm. going to try to and go Ron outside. asks Valeria if she had them, but she's not paying attention because she's working. Right. No, didn't she, um, she kind of like moved her head like out there. Well, she That's waved why. her arm at the door and then she kind of slumps over holding her head with one arm screaming, which makes me think that she was trying to tell him, but that part of Tom's hold over her is that she can't. And um, mm-hmm. so then she kind of yeah goes back into her zone and just goes back to painting. And so they try searching outside, mm-hmm. and but they don't want to just go out there in case there is something waiting. So, so Hermione and Harry and Ron decide they're going out, and Fred and George are going to continue to guard. Not that they can see anything while they're guarding with no light, but <laughs> right. they're going to guard. I thought that was funny. Mm, just stand in front of the door, I guess. I don't know. Mm-hmm. So, and Ron asks Hermione if she can pass him the light and then be able to do other stuff, but she can just barely concentrated on herself, so that's why she has to come. 
And she says, you know, I have to concentrate on this, so I can't really look, I can't do anything. And so he says, well, just hold on to me, and, you know, that'll work. So she tries to hold on to his shirt, but because her hand is bandaged from when she cut herself, she can't. So she slips her hand kind of in his belt loop, or in the back Mm -hmm. of his jeans, Mm -hmm. to hold on. And out they go. Yeah, because a lot of jeans will have that almost... It's a larger kind of belt loop that goes through mm-hmm. on the back. So. Right. And they're, you know, they're creeping around mm-hmm. and they can't find anything. And they've decided it's hopeless. And Ron finds footprints. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it's and then, not any of theirs. And they're too small for the twins. And so it's so maybe it's hilarious. Right. And they yeah. realize it's close to the cliffs. So they have to be careful because it's dark and they don't want to go over the cliff. Mm-hmm. And, and they're worrying that she's thrown the wands over. Right. And there's a uh, sound of an owl. And that kind of freaks him out a bit. Mighty's like, oh, I wish it was a messenger owl. And that's not it. And Harry has a feeling. Or no, it's Ron. Ron has a feeling, you know, we have to go check. I have a feeling we can't afford to wait till daylight. We've got to find them. So out they go. So, so they go, they follow the footprints to a bush. Right. And out from under the bush runs a rat. With a wand in his mouth. Hmm, gee, I wonder who this could be. Yeah. I wonder. I <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, they they, they Ron, just think it's the owl's the dinner. Point. Right. Ron immediately knew who that was. But nobody I know, that. and the thing, I know, why is and it a long believed. time when Ron sees, like, almost never seen him sick, Ron, ha- Ron sees scabbers and no one freaking believes him. I'm just saying, it gets me so mad. <laughs> has been his rat for at least four years yeah, so right he would recognize him quicker than anybody else so the rat drops yeah, the wand no. over the cliff and well, on, uh, i'm just thinking a rat with a wand that's pretty obvious from mm-hmm. where i'm standing like oh i don't oh, know i have rats. a dog who likes I, I have a dog mm-hmm. who likes to chew nail clippers go fig i mean you know yeah, they that's true things. they do collect things <laughs> but you wouldn't think a wand and, you know, yeah. it's like, but he deliberately dumped it over the cliff. And Hermione's like, what? No, it, maybe it was a mistake. Yeah. They're scavengers, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, come on, people. Yeah. Why does that? It's like, it had a silver foot and it looked just like scabbers. And they're like, we're all tired. No, you were, you were seeing things. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it always gets me so mad. I'm just like, come on. <laughs> and he's like, okay. Yeah, so they find the other wands. Mm-hmm. They, look, they the look over the edge of the cliff, and they oh, look the over the edge of the cliff first. Has been caught was in a branch. Right. So he so grabs Fred's, and <laughs> Harry tries to use it, and it doesn't work. And Ron has to recite this little rhyme because they put security spells on their wands. Yeah, I think it's funny. Thank <laughs> you. Even though Fred's not here now, it'll be okay. Don't have a cow. If you know the words, things won't get worse. One day, Fred will own the universe. <laughs> I guess it does rhyme. It doesn't rhyme when my text yeah. reader reads it. It just doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it's kind of like the passphrase or the, or the swipe code to get into your telephone. You know? Yeah. Yeah. They don't want anybody to steal their wizard wheezes ideas. I can understand mm-hmm. that. Okay. And I love Ron. And they have a, They don't even know that Ron has overheard them doing this at some point. But I would think only they were only afraid of taking each other's ones. I mean, I would figure somebody could hide them as a joke. But isn't the whole thing that you can't use them if it's not your wand or if it's not 
something like it that. Doesn't or it well doesn't work you, the same. But okay, it doesn't work the same. You can still like use them. Yeah, right. Because look at Ron's first wand. Ron's first wand was a hand-me-down from Charlie. Charlie. And it yeah, Charlie. didn't work very well. And then he broke it. Yeah. And then the wand that he got worked a whole lot better because it was tuned to him. It wasn't tuned to Charlie. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, the wand uses the wizard. It's not the other way around. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love the theory mm-hmm. when they found out that Ron got a, uh, what was it, a willow. There was a willow in his wand or, some, or unicorn hair. They're like, oh, everybody thought he was going to die. I love that theory going around fandom at that point in time. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> okay. Why does having a unicorn hair mean you're going to die? I just remember hearing that theory. Everybody, it was before the seventh book. They're like, hey, has a unicorn hair. Anybody who has a unicorn hair in Harry Potter is going to die. I'm like, okay. So I think it, I think have a red shirt. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> oh, great. Right. We had to get the store crack in here. Well, you know, Ryan's not around. I got to get it in somehow. At any rate, they try. They're worried that the rest of them already got thrown over the cliff, but they figure they'll check the bush that they scared this rat from first, and all the other ones are there. Yay! Right. Mm-hmm. So they head back because mm-hmm. even Fred and George, that's too much punishment leaving them alone for too long. So they decide to head back. <laughs> so, knock, question. Knock, knock. <laughs> yes? So Pettigrew was actually in there. Like, that's my question because it seems it's all Valeria. But then they see Pettigrew. So Pettigrew was well, no. just throwing the... Pettigrew was there. He was the one dropping the wands on the floor, and then the whooshing thing that Ron was experiencing was him turning back into a rat to carry the wand. Actually, Mm -hmm. he would have had to because they didn't see footprints. Are you sure that she didn't have them and put them under the bush because the footprints were hers? That's true. See, see, that's my question because I'm thinking, okay. All it says is that it's too small for the twins. It could be a small man. They assume it's Valeria, but that doesn't necessarily mean it is. But then why would he have to switch back to a rat to dump them over the cliff? Right. Unless he... Yeah, why why don't you have Valeria do it again? I could see Valeria having taken them out and hid them under the bush because subconsciously she really doesn't want to lose them. And then him trying Mm -hmm. to get rid of them for her. And can't get under... But we do know he was at least in there because he's the one who punched Ron. Ron was holding on to Valeria and then gets clocked from behind. Right. Oh, that's true. That was better. I forgot that part. And later we find there's rat oh, droppings around. So oh, yeah. He's that's been right. In the room. He's been in the cottage, right? So leaving little gifts. Mm-hmm. How nice of him. Yes. So they go back into the, they get back to the cottage and it's dark and it's quiet and the door is shut. And they think to themselves, well, we can't sneak up on him because we're crunching the gravel. Crunch, 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 crunch. And this really odd bird sound comes from the house and they all kind of freeze. And Ron's like, no, no, it's cool. That's our signal. That means mom's not around. We're safe. They're like, okay. (laughs) But he calls back. And then we have a little bit of levity because he's like, who is it? And the voice on the other side says, it's me. And he's like, well, that's no help. Yeah. 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 Who do you think it is? The fat lady? Yeah. <laughs> All right then, Fred or George. Mm-hmm. Oh, by the way, it's me. Yeah, uh-huh. that didn't help me at all. You sound exactly the same. Hi, it's me. Is it you? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Apparently it was George, though. They figure that out. I'm not sure how he knows, but I guess he does. He tells them, I think. And it just says they opened the door and it had been George who let them in. So who knows? I guess Ron can tell. 
But uh, Valeria has been screaming like something was killing her, and then has suddenly gone silent again. Right. So something weird's going on. And it's yeah. weird yeah. to me that they didn't hear it because I don't think they were that far away from the cabin. Uh, I no, but she went the, the, like I'm surprised you didn't hear it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's got really good walls or something. I don't know. Yeah. So put a silencing term on it. So they come into the room. Mm-hmm. And, and Hermione's, Hermione's going to make a fire. Armlet, and she's heading over and to the fire. Stops. Mm-hmm. She because passes now we by have, the wall at, with now her lit wand. Now we painted on the wall. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it's and the item that's painted the on the wall. Mark. And yeah. guess what it is? The dark mark. It is dripping wetly down the wall. Yeah. And Ron now has been able to figure out what this vast evil was that he felt in her mind. And he's like, yee, that's what you've been up against all this time? And Harry's like, yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. he says, we might actually have a worse problem. Do you remember what she was saying? Be my eyes. Be my eyes. He can see through her eyes. He knows where Harry is. And mm-hmm. they all just go, mm-hmm. uh-oh. And he must be the reason why the port key isn't working. Mm-hmm. He's doing something. Yeah. But we don't know what yet. Well, they don't know what yet. And Ron is just hoping things will look better in the sunrise. Yeah, yeah. a couple of hours. Everything on, better. on we are to chapter 23. And I have to say this. Voldemort is not a very good evil planner. Because he's right oh. there. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, why can't he just I mean, go get it? I'm, exactly. I mean, okay, he has to keep the sphere thing going. Okay, what is it? He get the other guy Beals or whatever is that his name? He I can't remember. Well, Beals. Why doesn't he get him to you know keep it going for a while and he can just get out from the castle, which is where he is, and it's not that far apparently, and just go get Harry if he can see where they are. Yeah, uh, Beals has been dispatched. Mm-hmm. He probably shouldn't no, have, but, I, but it's Voldemort. He's not smart about killing minions. <laughs> and before you really? ask, I killed all the lawyers. Sorry. Right. <laughs> well, you know, it's hard to find good help in this day and age. So. Okay. And he does say later on why he's not going down himself, because he's weary of having to chase after Harry, and he just wants Potter brought to him to grovel in terror. Is that too much to ask? Right. And, uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, it is. I mean, just speak. I don't know. It's just stupid. Yeah. Stupid. Okay. I don't know. Voldemort's stupid. I just can't get over it. Yes. Okay. Moving on. We need a death roll in here saying the plot says so. Because the plot says so. (laughs) Right. Maybe. Chapter twenty-three. We started out, and we shift over to. Ginny, which is kind of neat. Haven't done that ever before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, At first, just starting to like, read it, I thought it was Valeria. Wait a minute. Yeah. One at a time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we are starting to step on people a little. Trisha, do we sound a little better? Yeah. All right. Everybody's now breaking up. Yeah, still? Trisha? No. Everybody, it's just like every once in a while, everybody starts cutting out. Are we still we cutting out? That's because... That's because everybody's talking at the same time. Okay, okay. Sue? Um, no, it was when one at a time. Sue. Okay, say now. Say hi now. 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 Wow. wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Kelly's oh, no, I, I took my time. 
You're not supposed okay. to take your time. You're no, supposed no, no. to do it as soon as I say it. Oh, as you're supposed to do it at one time. Sue, okay, I'm sorry. As soon as Sue says, say, say now, say now. So go, Sue. Oh, okay. Say now, now. 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 That's better. Now. Although she's That's still not good. far away. <laughs> yeah. Ryu's still on delay a little bit. I'm going to drop you and call you back and see if that helps. Okay. Okay. I can see the little thing ringing. So cute. Oh, no. Everybody's cutting out. Not good. That's Even too bad. Calling you back. Say hi now. Now. That's better, at least. That's better, yeah. Yes. Yeah. It was like a pause, like a delay there. So, Sue, try the whole group again. Okay, say hi now. Now. Hi. Now. <laughs> So we, now we're on chapter 23, and we have a change of scene, and it's Ginny at Hogwarts. Yeah, and she hears something. And she hears, mm-hmm. Jin, I don't know if you're getting this. It's really weak, and I'm having to push it really hard. Something's in my she's way. In that, she's in that stage between sleeping and awake, mm-hmm. that gray mm-hmm. area. And she's already actually, been thinking about her brothers and Hermione and Harry, just wondering what's well, going on with them. And the time where your brain is between being asleep and being awake and that very light doze is the time when it's most susceptible to external forces. Right. That's when you hypnotize Mm -hmm. people at that stage. That's when I get all the best ideas and then fall asleep and forget them. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. And she's, it's kind of like what we just went through here just a minute ago. She's like, are you all right? And there's a really long pause and he sends back, what? So, they're on a time delay as well. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she's not sure except, it's even him. So if she can't hang up and then call him back on Skype, it doesn't work. <laughs> no. 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 <laughs> and he basically just tells her... See, there's limitations to magic. There are limitations to magic, especially mind magic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They don't have a program. There's a time delay. There's a time delay between Scotland and Ireland. There you go. Yeah. That too. Kind of makes sense. It's interesting that it, it affects his abilities that the steel because it's not Mm -hmm. it doesn't only lock them in it also i mean it it feels like it dampens everything that's around them because magic can't get through and a bunch Mm -hmm. of other stuff and that's why he's having the problem you can tell it is this barrier having an effect though because when he was communicating with valeria and they were both outside of it even though she was in Spain for some of the time and in Ireland for some of the time, he could always connect with her anyway. Mm-hmm. Whereas this time, just going from Ireland to Scotland, there's this huge effort. Right. Mm-hmm. And he basically tells her that they're okay. Oh, wait a minute. We dropped her. Who did we drop? Trish. Oh. She's like, I am gone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Hello. Hello. Greetings. Yes. Can you hear us? You sound wonderful now. Oh, good. Although we're also getting that? breathing. Can you hear me breathing? Yeah. It's the fan. Okay. I'm hot. Sorry. That's all yes, right. You all- it happens. <laughs> yeah. Right. In my dreams. Um, Intro. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> we're way off course. So he's trying to get through, and the last thing he says to her is, is tell them we all miss them, tell them, and then it disintegrates. Yeah. And it's just in case, and now she's really worried. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. hoping it really wasn't him, just because this sounds suspiciously like they're in Goodbye. Trouble. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
And I was just, mm. I was waiting for her to poke herself in the eye. No, she's... <laughs> she's not a awkward. sibling trait. <laughs> she's going to poke oh. herself in the head, but now was it right. really him? So. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't know what to do with this, because does she tell them, and it turns out it's nothing, or... And it will just get them worried. Right. What can they do if she does tell them? But yeah. if she doesn't tell them and it really is goodbye, then... We cry and run around in circles, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's just, what do you do? Yeah. I want to see that. I'd love to see Dumbledore crying and running around in circles. Wringing his hands <laughs> while he goes. Mm-hmm. So... Looking so older when, than he ever had before. <laughs> so the next little bit here is right when he decides that he's going to try to... Contact her. To, to contact her, and right. send the message. And he's not certain about it, but he's at least sent it. Right. Mm-hmm. And they do feel a little bit better being mourning now. Mm-hmm. And the twins are starting to work on the port key again, but it, their heart isn't in it because they're sitting there in the cottage with this dark mark on the wall and... Ugh. Mm-hmm. And then Valeria wakes up because she's pretty much been unconscious the whole night. And she looks at her shirt and she gasps and she finally notices the clothes and she doesn't have any idea what's happened because she never does. And she turns mm-hmm. and follows the goo with her eyes and sees the dark mark and just gasps and mm-hmm. is terrified. Mm-hmm. And when she does that... I just like how... Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, go. You're fine. I just like how she's like... I mean, she's doing this and she's so oblivious of, like, everybody else around her. Mm-hmm. I, d- I just found that to be interesting. Mm-hmm. And, and she and how dips she a finger, a sort of. And she puts the hand in a bucket. And, like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and she tastes a little bit of it, sort of tentatively, and then she's like, oh, it's not blood. Right. It's mud. It's only mud. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh. So it's, it's red clay mud mm-hmm. from the river. Mm-hmm. Yep. And Ron's a little relieved by this himself. Yeah. So... She lets them know that she was trying to let them know what was going on. And Harry says, so Voldemort is back. He found his way out of the mountains. Because they're all still stuck on that. Well, the ministry says he's in the mountains. We don't have to worry about him. Well, you know, this is the ministry but, we're talking about. They never know what's going on. But, right. but Dumbledore told well, no, the them. Ministry, that's why they the ministry doesn't mm-hmm. even believe he's back, period. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, Dumbledore is the one who said yeah. he's probably in the Ukraine. They're like, yeah. Dumbledore wouldn't lie That's about that. They, well, the ministry is always like, kind of. Mm-hmm. Oh, please, because they don't Dumbledore realize Dumbledore realized could be anything. misinformed. Then <sighs> she realizes it's daybreak, and she tells Ron, oh, no, you've got to go look out the window. Go look at the big rocks where you stayed. And Ron's like, why? And she's like, just go now. And he goes out, and he looks, and the Dementors are there. They're gathering to come. Yes. You dun, don't think dun, they're dun. just watching us, do you? Yeah. Uh, uh, no, I don't think Probably so. not. And they're like, okay, does anybody besides Harry know how to cast a Patronus? Uh, uh, no. no. Yeah. You've got to love the twins. Well, it was always extra credit. That's extra work. They're like me and turning on lights. Mm. <laughs> yep. So they come up with a game plan sort of tentatively. They decide that they're going to tie Valeria up and this is where George kind of lets us know that he's starting to develop feelings for her because he's the one that wants to tie her up and he's the one that's paying attention to her. So you just kind of get a foreshadowing of that. Mm-hmm. And I could be wrong because I have not read ahead, but I, it's what I think. Yeah, you do get that foreshadowing. 
I didn't pick and that by up the at way, this point. I picked it up a few chapters if, later. But, yeah. If somebody somebody asked me earlier if Valeria had any interest in the trio, and I said no, someone else. Right. Yeah. That was me. Let's see. Who else? That was, is that was me. That was my little fear that it would be at the end. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> okay. We're going to assign everybody numbers. Okay. Scott gets to talk, and then Trisha gets to talk. So, so, Valeria doesn't okay. want to be tied up inside the cabin. She wants to be outside because she figures if they all die, she doesn't want to be alone when she has to die. Right. So, they take her out and mm-hmm. they tie her with ropes because that way at least she can't break the charm. Although, right. it seems mm-hmm. to me, and I don't know, it's just something that I thought of, they conjured the ropes. So, right. could he break the Should spell? Should there be a charm to break? Yeah. Yeah, I did kind of I, th- probably. I had that thought, too. Yep, but there would probably be a charm to break muggle ropes, too. Like, That's true. True. You know, what was the, the fabric splitting charm? Defendo. Yeah. Defendo. Yeah. Yeah. So, Although she wouldn't have a wand, so he'd have to work No, she it. wouldn't. Mm, that's true. And Dementors can't use wands. But he got out of the leg locker curse, so he could probably get yeah. out of this if he really, really tried. I think they figure it's less likely because it's it's not a spell on her. Mm-hmm. It's something that's... it's She's physically tied up. Right. So right. It's harder to break from the inside kind of thing. Yeah. It was just something that I thought of. Yeah, I had that thought too. So, oh, we also skipped over some uh, Ron and Hermione angst because he's trying to be protective and she gets mad at him and that all plays out in there. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> she wants the girls, to, he wants the girls to stay inside and Hermione's like, basically, oh, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> over my dead body. Right. And then, you know, it's that whole, it's that whole, you know, you get yourself killed, I'm going to bring you back to life and kill you myself. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> what it is. Mm-hmm. And they're not okay. sure what they can do because Fred and George can't didn't learn the Patronus, but they say, "Well, we really don't know anything about Dementors. Maybe you can cast other things at them or hit them with things, and that'll distract them." So they're going to try doing that sort of thing. Right, and uh, this is where Fred says he'll take care of tying up Valeria, and George shoves him out of the way and says, "The hell you will!" Right, takes her very carefully and ties her very carefully to the tree. And then they kind of prepare themselves, and out they go. And they don't know Indeed. what's going to happen, but they're going to do their best. Because this is Harry Potter, and that's what we do. <laughs> so Fred starts off by insulting them, but nobody else really feels up to responding. The, the Patronus charm is a bit different in this story than it is in the book. Mm-hmm. Because a little bit. Basic, basically, with this Patronus, um, you have to chant the spell over and over and over until it until it appears or until it manifests itself. But he's having to. Well, I, have to I figure. I'm not sure that. To, well, he had Go to ahead. do it three or four times when he first started. But okay. you know, mm-hmm. I I think it's. Go ahead. It's like mist, white mist starts to come out, and um, it starts to build. Like it takes a while for it to become um. The stack. That's what I picture. They kind of have to push it out. That's why he's saying it over and over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My feeling- you wouldn't, as far as casting the spell goes, you'd only have to really say it once, but he's trying to really concentrate it on it, on it really hard. And he did have to 
when he was practicing against the Boggart, Boggart. he kept saying it a few times just because it wasn't working. So he's just trying to make sure he's got it going. Yeah, but this isn't something that you can just, like, you know, rev up. <laughs> I mean, really. Well, I kind of thought that it was. That what's happening is they're trying it, and it's, you know, expecto patronum, and it's not really working. So then they're saying it again and again, and as they're saying it, a little bit's happening, but it's not like Harry in the movie where he screams it out, and here comes this dag. And Harry right. is experiencing the dementor sickness, so he's trying, but he's still, he's not getting a full on how right. he thought mm-hmm. Patronus coming out either. So that was kind yeah. of what I thought. It wasn't that it was a different cell, it was just that it wasn't working right for them. Yeah, mm-hmm. I just it, it If you were doing it right, yeah, because, I think you would only have to say it once, but yeah. theirs isn't working, so they're just That's constantly right. trying again mm-hmm. until something happens. Yeah. Yeah, because it says here that Ron sees a silvery wisp trail from the end of his wand. And he keeps mm-hmm. going, okay, good thoughts, good thoughts, keep coming, keep coming. And then he keeps saying it. So I feel like he's pushing it out as he's thinking those good thoughts. And Hermione's our smart one. She says, okay, we're going to count them. We're going to pay attention to how many there are so we keep track of them. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. they Keep track of how many so they won't come up behind them. Right. And they're fighting them. And she's trying an Obliviate spell, which sort of confuses them. But they're kind of like the Borg. Check it out. Another Star Trek. Um, where they have the hive mentality. <laughs> and so, that you know, it stops them for a minute, but then they kind of connect back together and their thoughts get fed back to them and they get start clean. So they're, yeah, it's slowing them down, but it's not stopping them. Mm-hmm. So that, that only sort of works in this situation where they have a definite set of orders, kind of, because even if you make them forget everything, you're still going to be surrounded by Dementors, which you don't want. But mm-hmm. she's trying to stop them from specifically going after these people, because that's what they've been ordered to do. So mm-hmm. if they forget what they're doing there, they'll just sort of stand there and then be Dementor-like. But... <laughs> Dementor-like. <laughs> there you go. Mm-hmm. Yep. And breathe in and out, scare people, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Fred's having oh. a soul. <laughs> you know, you, only, you have to be Dementor type. Free that. Mm. Right. Darth Vader took lessons. Eat <laughs> straw. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I do like Ron's list of our, happy thoughts. Now we got our Star Wars then. Darth Vader yep. has joined the podcast. <laughs> yep. I, I do like Ron's um, list, though. He's like, okay, uh, being 16, Hermione, uh, Quidditch team, uh, smacking Malfoy in the face over and over and over and over. And, yeah. Yep. yeah. <laughs> That's just funny. It's not yeah. quite working. But. Well, he's trying. So... Well, and they're also like flinging firewood at the Dementors and things like this, mm-hmm. you know. Impedimenta but and things like that. Something uh, happens to the firewood that they threw at the Dementors. They come back. They get thrown back. Yeah. Like a boomerang, only Which not. Is not, some, not something Dementors can do. No. And Ron no. kind and, of uh, thinks he sees a little movement in the bushes, but he's not sure. Oh my god, uh-huh. thanks a lot, Sue. You just reminded me of that stupid song. What stupid song? Do we want to know? Sure. You ever heard of boomerang, rang, rang, boomerang, rang, rang? No. Oh, that was mm, a no. really bad song. <laughs> no. I can't even remember the whole thing. 
just as well. You won't hear Do you remember the chorus? So even even so Harry is sorting. Comes back and smacks Fred in the head. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. gets and Harry's kind of faltering, and Ron's worried because really Harry's the best chance they have as far as getting rid of Dementors. Right. Yeah. And then Hermione yells, "Ron nine! And he's like, "What?" And she's like, "There's only nine. Where are the other two? And he starts looking, and of course they're going after mm-hmm. Harry. They're behind. Mm-hmm. They've gone look. around behind through the you. cottage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So his Harry's Patronus goes poof, and now they're going to die. Right. But Ron gets mad. And when yes. Ron gets mad, he turns big and green. No. <laughs> <laughs> Things happen. <laughs> Don't make me you angry. Don't like me when I'm angry. The creature is driven by rage and pursued by an investigative reporter. Mr. McGee... Don't make me angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. (laughs) (laughs) But he's he thinks about all the this is the rage that has got him into trouble all this time. But it's his rage and he knows what he's doing with it. And so he charges at Terry, basically. And he mind melts with him and he starts Mm -hmm. feeding Harry happy thoughts. He mind melts. Oh, wait a minute. Your mind to my mind. Your thoughts to my thoughts. It will be easier. What are you doing? Our minds. One and together. Oh, sorry. Star Trek reference again. Not quite. <laughs> but this, isn't based, this oh, one's no, based on emotions, though. Would work for the Vulcans. Yeah. No, it wouldn't. Take a shot. Man, they definitely not. would not work for the Vulcans, no. So they... Get a few mm-hmm. seconds because mm-hmm. he obliviates the two that are on him. So then we have. He's the, just trying uh, to encourage him, and that's right. when he finally, okay, he's really going to try and connect to, the, to his mind, and it's harder. He's never he's never been able to connect to Harry very well. He's right. been the hardest of the ones that they've tried. Well, he there's a good reason for that. Yeah, Harry has walls. He does, and he does. Has he have obstacles. his um? Yeah. Oh my goodness, that's before the oh crap. Yeah, it's before the occlumency lessons. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is one of the things we mentioned earlier: is that she is bringing in this mind magic stuff before it existed in canon, which is kind of neat. Right. Yeah. And they kind of get together, and and Harry says, "Okay, I'm here," and Ron's like, "Yahoo, Harry's back!" And Harry's like, "Thank yeah. you, Ron. Mm-hmm. Stop yelling in my head!" He's like, right. <laughs> So this is where we have Trisha's Don't cross the streams. <laughs> yeah, my um, tell you the truth, my Don't cross the streams is, is in the next chapter when he was with Hermione. So mm. sorry. Well, this is actually the spoiler because they're they're both. Yeah, in some way, yeah, it's kind of like that too. They're both conjuring Harry. Well, no, what Ron. they decide to do, yeah. Harry's going to cast the spell, and Ron's going to use this uh, super-powered, over-the-top emotions that he apparently has to give Harry the happy thoughts, give them some weight so that the spell works. So basically, Ron's the battery. Still going. Nothing outlasts the Energizer battery. It keeps going and going. It's kind of like he's given him energy. Yeah. Ron Ron Weasley, proton pack. (laughs) (laughs) He keeps 
going and going and going. Energizer Ghostbuster. Ah, it's an Energizer Ghostbuster. Yay. Too yep. many references. Too many references. Okay. Moving <laughs> on. But it works. And they're able to yep. drive their two back. And so right. he takes a minute and he looks around and he everybody's pretty much in the same boat, but he's going to go after Hermione first because three of them together are unstoppable. Right. Mm-hmm. Invincible. Like Superman. Like Mighty Mouse. It's the Anyway. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Why do I see? Why do I see superpowers activate? <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's not Harry. Activate. I like this sentence, though. It's acknowledging to each other in their minds that this was quite wicked. Harry and Ron took another step. The Dementors floated away <laughs> twice as far as they'd gone before. <laughs> this is quite wicked. <laughs> yep. So you just hear him going, Wicked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, God. So, yes. So then they go get Hermione's mind. Yeah. And as he's going after her, he thinks about how much of a Gryffindor she is. She's fighting to the bitter end. She's just amazing. And he decides this would be the best good thought to give her. And he connects to her and tries to articulate that, but it's Ron and he can't quite manage it. And so he's just like, here, feel this, mm-hmm. and sends the emotion to her. I and guess he doesn't have the emotional depth of a teaspoon now. Yeah. No, this is this this Ron has the emotional depth of a swimming pool somewhere or other. He yeah. just has no yeah. way to express yeah. anything. <laughs> but he can send the thought, send the emotions to her. So that's what he's done. And she's just floored. Yeah, he's lucky that you know, he didn't Black knock her job. off course and get her into trouble, but they were able to, you know, mind meld again, and there it was we are. invigorating instead. And so Harry and Ron head over there, and the three of them meet up, and then they've got their trio powers going, and <laughs> the entire group is just driven away. Except for the yes, super trio power. Activate! As super soon trio power. As soon as the Patronus finally manifests itself, it goes off on its own mm-hmm. and fights all the Dementors. And they just stand there. Wow, this is really cool! <laughs> and he reaches and out. they do get Honestly, Fred and George I don't know why eventually. I was thinking You don't know why you were thinking the ones were going to cross? For some reason when I was thinking I was thinking, uh, no, I, I was picture. I don't know why, but I was picturing Power Rangers, you know how they get into like their little machines and they build the one the big Megazord. robot. And that's what I was thinking. Voltron. <laughs> wow. I'm going to have so many clips in one. I, I obviously do not watch Oh my TV. god, how many, how many different references of all culture we get? How many different chapter. references of pop culture can we get in this one podcast? Well, I'll tell you, in the the last part of Love Lord Masses, we start talking about singing. And oh, no. first of all, somebody starts singing, and so I match the songs up. I don't even remember what it starts at. And Kelly says, oh, look, we're Pufwa Idol. So I go find um, American Idol music and put that in there. And then somebody says, well, what about Lady Gaga? She can't sing. So then I have to go find Lady Gaga because she can't sing. And then Scott says... <laughs> Oh, well, you think she's bad? You ought to listen to William Shatner. He doesn't sing. He just plays the music and recites it. And Kelly says something about some 
record that she got. So I have to go find <laughs> silly William Shatner. The transformed man. <laughs> I have. I look up the transformed man. I get a picture of William Shatner as a very young man. <laughs> and I play it and I'm listening to it and I'm like, this doesn't sound like William Shatner at all. It's not his voice, but it says it is. So I'm going to put the clip in there. And then Etai, Wibble Wobbles. And Etai says, Wibble Wobbles reminds me of Tribbles. So then I have to go find the Tribbles. Poor Sue. Obviously, Hufflepuff's art good fun. And then, yes, and then we have to have um, Lamb Chop and This is the song that never ends. Never ends. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) I got to the point where I thought, okay, I'm not putting any more clips in here. I'm tired of this. This is Sue. I decided to spare you listening to that clip all over again, but it was kind of fun to listen to us talking about it, so I'm leaving that part in. Back to regular scheduled programming. We're way off course. So, so they've <laughs> they've now battled away the the four Dementors by Fred. Or no, they they get the what is it? We have five five here, and then we've got. Three trying to get to Fred. Mm-hmm. One of the ones they were fighting is tossed by the oh, stag right. into the three n- near Fred, and they're the all knocked out. Right. And right. then like, I'm the four like of them pin. are scrambling up. Yeah, right. it's like bowling. Right. Bowling for dementors. The stag can bowl. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, so, they realize there's only ten. Uh-oh. Dun-dun-dun. There's the last one. And I'm guessing it's over by Valeria. Valeria. Yeah. But it's not trying to kiss her, and it's not trying to attack her. It's just kind of standing there looking at her really weird. Because he doesn't, it's like, and he keeps reaching. It says it reaches its claw out and then brings it back. Like, he's trying to get to her, but he knows she's off limits, so he really can't. And he's so just... they all, so it's finally, every, they all turn and flee. Boom. Mm-hmm. And Goodbye. Stag goes after the one that's over there. In front of Valeria. It just shoves it after the rest of them. Right. And I, I like it the end because the, it stops and it turns and it looks back. And Harry's like, okay, what's it waiting for? And he's like, oh, that's right. I always wave. So he gives it a little wave. That's when it disappears, which I thought right. was really sweet. <laughs> yeah. It's prongs after all. Is. Yes. We're okay, on to so chapter 24. Chapter 24. To fear we get back the to Valeria's. So she's trying to figure out if she's dead. Much, huh? Well, it just so happens that your friend here is only mostly dead. There's a big difference between mostly dead and all dead. Right. Am I dead? Maybe I'm dead. It's okay to be dead. Is this what it feels like when you've got your soul sucked out? Mm Mm-hmm. Hmm. What? There's really something weird happening. Yeah. Something's wrong with my legs. Yeah. I Um, have no legs. This is what I thought of. Mm Mm-hmm. This is when you thought of what? Tom's doing this to her, telling her this is what he's going to do to her. This is how I was thinking of what happened to in the seventh book with Nagini oh. taking over the old woman. Mm. I think the old woman probably... What What was her name? Basilda Bagshot. Bagshot, yeah. I think she was already dead. Yeah, this is, mm. I mean, for some this reason, this, I was like, I kind of like, wow, this is... Yeah. yeah. Scott, yeah. I think you're right because wasn't there the smell in the house of something dead? But still, it, yeah. it is really similar. Yeah, she was come up dead. with that yeah, years before Deathly Hallows was written. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, it's I, it's just amazing that she came up with this. Mm-hmm. You know, how many six years before or five years before it came out? Right. 
she's another Melinda. Maybe Joe, <laughs> maybe Joe really did read fan fiction. He kind of just <laughs> picked and choosed. <laughs> Ooh, that's good. So she's, so she's imagining. So Tom is basically showing her that this is what was going to happen to her. Yeah. And this is what the spell will look it's like. And this creepy. is what's going to happen. And it's very creepy. Oh, yeah. It's creepy enough that he wants to have the snake in a woman's body because he wants to do bad things. But to show yeah. her what he's got <laughs> planned. So you don't know what the heck he wants to do with the snake. Yeah, there's a little bow chicka wow wow going on here. I can tell. Bow chicka wow wow. Oh, that is so disgusting. Oh, I cannot get over that. I don't want to imagine that bow chicka wow wow. No, neither do that's, I. Yeah, that's really yuck. It is Every really time yuck. I read that, I swear, I get goosebumps because it's just so creepy. So disgusting, my God. Like I said, they have to invent a totally new psychosis for this guy. Yeah. But... Oh, he's mm-hmm. just, he's just not firing on all thrusters. I mean, just, uh, uh, Okay. Evil is evil. But yeah. Oh, man. So finally she wakes up. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, let's just move on here. We don't, we, uh, yeah. yeah <laughs> so she wakes yes, up. Please. Okay. And Ron is trying to wake her up. Mm-hmm. And he's got blood on him because that firewood, you know, right. laid his shoulder open. And she reaches up to, you know, grab him to help, you know, to help him lift her up. And he cries out and she looks at her hands and she's got blood. Right. And she, now she's not sure if she's in reality or she's still in the dream. Right. Because she's not, Mm -hmm. she's not quite all in the present. Mm -hmm. So, so they walk her back into the, um, walk her back into the, to the cottage. And George says, lean on me. I'll take you. And the well, and they set her back down and they, you know, they're like, did they do anything to you? And she said, and then she immediately starts to relive the nightmare. Right. It's like, well, stop. It, you know, he did the dementors do something to you? Are you hurt? And she said, I don't think so. I don't feel anything. Do you see It was blood swallowing me? me. It was swallowing me. Yeah. Mm. And that's when. And of course, they have no idea what she's talking about because she can't explain enough. Right. But she just doesn't want to talk about it anymore, so she says nothing. I don't blame her for not wanting to talk about it. I mean, how do you how do you even explain that kind of thing? Mm-hmm. It's just... You can't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're squeaking and out about it. And we move on again. Yeah. As it is. Not even anywhere near as close as actually feeling, seeing everything. But there's a time switch again, a scene change, and we are having yeah, an interlude go- with Dumbledore and the Order and... Well, not really the order, right. just the parents of the kids. Right. The families yeah, we're, of the kids. we're back at Hogwarts with the Weasley children not missing in Ireland. <laughs> I was like, thanks. <laughs> the non MIAs. <laughs> right. <laughs> and Moody was and, invited and so to be there, but he was unavoidably detained. And yeah, he's gone April. Albus had a little note. Uh, going back to Ireland. Sorry to miss the meeting. Somebody's got to keep Black out of trouble. See ya. Bye. <laughs> Toodles. Uh-huh. He's briefing the Grangers and the Weasleys. Right. Or as my ex-reader says, the Weelies. <laughs> you and Etai. Oh. So he tells them about the barrier. Right. And he tells them the legend of the spell. And the spell was a spherical spell, spherical spell, spherical spell that was created to 
protect yeah. a village from being right. attacked heatedly by goblin tribes, trolls, and dragon lords who ruled the surrounding lands. It almost reminded me of Brigadoon. Okay. I, I don't know if you know that. Yeah. Reference. Brigadoon is a place wanted. I never the, thought of the, that. That's, that's... The Reverend of the Kirk wanted the was afraid that the outside world would interfere with the town. So he prayed for a miracle to protect the town. And so in Brigadoon, the town reappears for one day every hundred years. Oh. And we have a musical, you know, this is off topic. There's a musical that has, it's on their, it's their third day. And two hunters from the 20th century come across this village accidentally. Um, on the day that it's appeared, and one of the women in the village falls in it's love with beautiful. one of the hunters. It's, it's a good, it's a good play, okay. but that's what re- that's what this reminded me of because it was a protective thing. It put them inside of the bubble, basically. Right. And mm-hmm. there was a spherical spell with no seam, no binding spells. It's a bubble. Yeah, basically. And and you can't go over it. You uh, can't dig underneath it. And so finally, he and he enlarged the orbs. So it was very big. It's the village and its fields and everything around it. So finally, the and attacker, the people, and their products and all alone. that sort of stuff can go in and out whenever they like. But the magic, right? No spells from outside can make it through the bubble, mm-hmm. and none of the attackers right. apparently thought of walking it's through and then that. casting spells. Right. So right, mm-hmm. it was supposed to be a legend. Uh-huh. Uh, it was in Spain. Legend had, according to this, it says legend has that he protected his people and his armies during La Guerre de la Tormentas with the barrier from the orb. Mm-hmm. So it's the Spanish wizarding history. It, it, yeah, Did it I say that right? Into the La Guerra de las Tormentas. It translates into the War of the Storms. Oh. Mm-hmm. So. Hmm. So yeah, it's and, no, I don't speak Spanish. So and ugliest wizarding wars in history. Said it you did well. <laughs> Pretty close. Yes. <laughs> Roll my art, but um, but yeah. So he goes back. He tells us tells us this. Now they're looking for the orb, mm-hmm. and first occurrence was in the late 1800s and involved a relative who said he had the orb and was going to make himself invisible, but everybody thought he was crazy. And the second one was 18 years ago during the running of the bulls in Pamplona. Mm-hmm. And uh, hmm. gee, mm-hmm. we haven't heard anything about that. No, not no, at all. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and apparently the last relative was murdered at the time along with a number of hapless muggles who were quite simply in the wrong place at the wrong time who were probably Valeria's parents. Right. So that's what, that's the orb that we're seeing. And he's also mm-hmm. told them about Beals and said, you know, we have a, a line on this guy. We, we think he knows something, but his family thinks he's at work and work thinks he's with the family and neither one of them knows where he is, basically. Right. And they're not sure, you know. Right. Mrs. Granger's like, you don't think they're lying, do you? Then that, no. So mm-hmm. then Ginny speaks up. Speaking up and asking about Ron. Mm-hmm. Telepathy mm-hmm. about his telepathy. Yeah, and Dang, thank you. could it? Says, do you, could, do is you it think because it was they could reach mm-hmm. me from here? Yeah, they say why? Did you and hear it something? Like it like, was like, I don't know. <laughs> but it sounded like it was muffled, and the barrier that he's talking about would do that. Would, would that be possible? And mm-hmm. of course, she's now muffled? upset. Yeah, because she says they all wanted you to know that they love you. And then she collapsed into sobs. Because her right. feelings are, they're not going to make it. That's the feeling right. that she mm-hmm. got from him. 
because Ron right. would and not the rest have of them are like, that. yeah, really, Ron, Ron wouldn't say that kind of thing. Are you, are you sure it was Ron? And, right. <laughs> and and some of the brothers are like, well, there's at least one situation I can think of where he'd say that kind of thing, and so they're worried as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we get a note. Yeah. And apparently, um, Mr. Beals's corpse was sent to the MMS. Yeah. Yeah. So, so uh, he's not on vacation, exactly. <laughs> no, <laughs> he's not at work. Not either. on vacation. No. no. Dumbledore figures he's not going to tell the rest of them that because my favorite part. Yeah, they're kind of worried about. Yeah. Oh yeah. Just because you like the not my daughter, you bitch. Mr. Beals. <laughs> Who doesn't like the not my daughter, you bitch? Seriously. That's true. (laughs) Anybody who didn't read has Deathly Hallows. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. (laughs) The only person who didn't like not my daughter, you bitch, was probably Laura Mallory. (laughs) Well, you know, I don't think Bella liked it much. That's well, true. Bella, yeah. Bella's not around. She wasn't in much anymore. position to worry about it anymore. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't matter what she thinks anymore anyway. So so they're heading back to where they're staying. And Ginny's kind of lagging behind. And all of a sudden she realizes there's some people walking next to her. So she speeds up and they speed up. So she slows down and they slow down. And she's not, you know, looking at them because she's upset. And all of a sudden... She realizes it's Draco and Crab and Goyle. Someone say Draco and Draco's like, you of look course. sad. Do you want me to comfort you? I can comfort you really well. And she's just like, <laughs> just, <laughs> <laughs> oh. yeah. And here comes Charlie. I know, get the creep, man. The dragon. Dragon Tamer Brothers. I loved the Dragon Tamer Brothers. I love it. I love it. Even if he's in a towel. But here. <laughs> <laughs> Even if he's not in a towel. But, yeah. but just, if he was in a towel at this point, it really wouldn't work as well. No. It's just not as intimidating somehow. <laughs> oh, it wouldn't. Unless he was covered <laughs> with dragon uh, Let me just uh, yeah, get rid of my towel, get no, some robes, and then I'll be up. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> No. Yeah, so and the rest of them turn around and come up to him as well. And Draco's kind of like, uh, there's four guys who are all bigger than me. Um, hmm. Yeah. And so he's, you know, being all bluster and saying, well, Charlie, you, you're threatening me. I'm going to tell my daddy that you threatened me. And what? I'm going to sue you. Yeah, basically. <laughs> and so Molly comes to save sue. the day. Oh, yeah. 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 Not my daughter. <laughs> yeah, that's basically it. Bastard. And, uh, you know, you gotta love her. She's like, I will, I'll thank you to leave my daughter alone, Draco Malfoy. Thank you. Both Ron and she have told me about you. I think there's something library. wrong with my internet, Kevin. Yeah, I know. I like, well, well, Draco Malfoy, you little puke. Oh, and look, how cute. He has his pukelets with him. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, Molly says, speaking of threats on school grounds, how does your family feel about sexual harassment charges? <laughs> and he's yeah. such a little teenage boy, he giggles because she said, ah, sexual. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then he makes his mistake. Oh, yeah. Then he says, oh, before you go, I just wanted to tell you I'm really sorry they can't seem to find your sons. Look at it this way. Maybe it's a blessing in disguise. Maybe now you'll be able to afford to feed the ones you have left. It's like, oh, you have just crossed the line. (laughs) (laughs) 
you vile little boy. She spat. Don't you ever, ever say anything like that to another human being. And she slapped him so hard. He flew off balance and smacked his cheek into the wall of the castle. Good. Yay. Just a bounce a couple times. The and he actually got off easy. Echoes through the hallway. Yeah, he did. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. He that little... Turned into a... Ah! Stupid mouth. <laughs> stupid, stupid, stupid mouth. Like, ah. Uh. Who said that to someone? That is just, ah, that is so cruel. Did someone say Draco Malfoy? Draco Malfoy. Mm -hmm. Draco Malfoy. Yeah. Yeah, Lucius is an evil git, but he's at least smart Mm -hmm. about it most of the time. Draco has no boundaries whatsoever. It's like, just, yeah, yeah, give your head a shake. It must be a maturity thing. Yeah. I like that she Ginny checks on him to make sure he's not, you know, like dead in a dead. blood. And <laughs> as she's leaving, she thinks, little does he know that as upset and frustrated as your mother is about the missing boys, he actually got off easy. <laughs> yeah. She didn't hex him five Absolute. times. Yeah. No bat bogeys, no ferret. He's just going to have a headache. That's it. Yeah. If I was mine, I would have been like, I would have been like, Go boys, ahead. I'll see you later. And just leave the guys to beat him up. Because, you know, it would be very good for them also to take out all their frustration on little Draco Malfoy. But that'll be anyway. one of those, you know, that'll be one of those daddy, that mudblood lover hit me. Mm. But you see, but now he can't say anything because, you know, he got slapped around by Molly. Who's going to want everyone to know that? So it That's makes true. sense. <laughs> Yeah, uh, the one you always called the dumby redheaded one. Yeah, she beat me up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. But then we have a scene change. So we have a scene change. Yeah. Can, can you picture Draco just the next day going, Draco, what happened? I fell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, guess I fell down the stairs. Really hard. <laughs> I slipped on some owl dung up in the owlery. It was Peeves. Peeves did it. Peeves did it. There you go. <laughs> yeah. So then we have a scene change, and now we're back at the castle. Yeah, yeah. the Dementor and, Kennel. Uh, yes, the Dementor Kennel. <laughs> um, of course, you know they failed him again. Can you just see? So they're sort of swirling around nervously. Jumping up and down, screaming, I gave you one hour! Oh, sorry. (laughs) Kill them! Kill them! Wrong pick! Kill them! Kill them! Jumping up and down, screaming, kill them. Oh my god. Yep. Kill them all! So, so, uh, yeah, he has the. Now he's mad because, you know, I only told you to do one thing. And you failed me, blah, blah, blah. But of course, who does he take it out on? Wormtail. Well, he takes it out on them, too. He sets them on fire. Yeah, Mm. well, you can't do much Sets their skin on fire, with apparently not, without setting their robes on fire as well. Mm -hmm. Just the skin. Yeah, right. They can't actually burn up, but they can feel it. Mm -hmm. Right. And then Wormtail gets... No, Master, I've done your bidding. Yeah, Crucio. I did throw I did throw wood back at them. Doesn't that count? Mm, I don't, I don't know. <clears throat> Apparently, the dealing with the Dementors and sending the body back was how Ron got through the barrier. Because he had to drop it. Right. 
in order to do it. So, yeah, five minutes from now, we'll give them a couple minutes to burn. That's okay. <laughs> God. Yeah. They need to be punished, but I need them, so I can't get rid of them completely yet. But soon, soon I'm going to take care of them all. Yes. Mm-hmm. Soon I will take over the world! Oh, sorry. <clears throat> so this is actually job security for the Dementors. The more they mess up, the longer they have yeah. to live. That's yeah, true. <laughs> I don't know if they've figured that out, but yeah. yeah probably not. He's, he's really not so good about you know, keeping minions very well. No. He's not. Well, but you can you can kill a Dementor anyway. You can't. You can? Or am I thinking well, something different? No, I, it never comes up in canon whether you can or can't. Depending on which fic you read, sometimes if you have a good enough patronus, you can kill them, but... Well, that was the that problem that they the had fic. in... That, that's the problem they had in uh, After the End. Yeah. You know, how do you kill them? How do you get rid of Dementors when you don't need them anymore? Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. you Send can't... them through the veil. Banish the... Well, you can't. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. You just need to get them to kiss each other. And they won't do that either. That's how, that's how they be. They Maybe they need agree? to put lipstick on half of them, and then they would kiss each other. I don't know. <laughs> I think they need a breath mint. I don't want to get close enough to try. <laughs> a breath mint. <laughs> but you see, that's what that's what he does in the earlier chapter. He says, "Okay, the long the longer you keep messing on, the longer you're going to go without feeding." Yeah, they haven't so, fed yet. So, yeah, that's their other so punishment. I, I, yeah, so I guess that's what what sort of uh, keeping them in line, sort of thing. Yeah, and in Mm -hmm. canon, we know that when they're breeding, I think this is canon, that when they're breeding, it causes fog. And Mm -hmm. there's an awful lot of fog going on around here, but there seem to only still be a few Dementors, so I don't know that they're actually... Breeding? Where did you get when they were breeding? We didn't know about the breeding thing. Yeah, they wouldn't have known this at this point. It's in canon. No, it's... It's in... It's not the little Dementors wearing glasses. Yeah. (laughs) It's in what? Not reading. Mm-hmm. Breeding. Making yes. little baby dementors. When, when, when did they talk about five. that in canon? In book five, when the little five. Five. It comes I'll out and it says that when they're breeding, it causes fog. It says it. It's in book five. It's either when the pamphlet comes out or when they're talking. I do remember that, but how other... do you know which one's male which one's female? Well, they can tell. <laughs> okay. I think they're just like amoebas. I don't want to know. Just... <laughs> <laughs> <I don't> know. <laughs> The question is, what's on top? (laughs) No, no, it really is. Oh, gosh. Let's not go there, please. On another tangent, it it is a tangent, but um, can you you just imagine? um, Go ahead, Can you just imagine Voldemort's temp agency? It's like, what, didn't we just send him 50 people last week? No, yeah, he killed them all. Mm. Okay. The bonuses better be really good. Oh, yuck. Yeah. We're, we're promising you a six-month vacation. You get this much money. You get all this stuff. The only thing is, is you have to sign this paper that says that you won't quit. Okay? Or you die. You sign the paper, then you no get No matter how many like, times you get crucioed. Right. And you get there and you find out it's like the... Um, is it G.I. Jane or, or one of those where she signs it thinking that she can get out if she wants to, and once she gets there, they say, <laughs> Sorry, babe, we own you now. 60% of you will not pass this course. How do I know? Because that is an historical fact. Not for the bad news. I always like to get one quitter on the first day. And until I do, that first day does not end. 
Anyway, yes, Voldemort's plotting, and he's counting on stupidity to help him now, because Potter and his friends haven't figured out the connection between the fog and being able to use their portkey. And he has to keep them here long enough so that he can get them himself. Yeah, but the problem is they they can't use the port key except at certain times. Right. Mm -hmm. And and they've tried almost. They've tried every time. Well, Well, they've only had once to try so far. Right. Right. And it's been foggy or something. And you know, it's uh, he thinks they're dumb, and it's like, hello, you can only use it at one time. Okay. Well, he doesn't. So now know the loophole. He probably hasn't researched port keys much. Probably not. So this is the after next the afternoon after the battle. Yeah. And they are worried about Ron. Uh, Ron, worried about Fred because Fred apparently Fred has a very deep gash on his forehead, and uh, he's got a concussion. And don't you normally keep people awake that have concussions? They you're letting them sleep. Yeah, yeah you're supposed. To. Yeah. yeah, well, they're supposed to keep them awake for at least twelve hours after. Well, that's what they recommend. Twelve hours. Well, yeah, but but he's not. He's sleeping. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, they realized that towards the end of chapter that oh, are we supposed to keep him awake? I'm like, oh my god, you guys are so stupid. <laughs> well, they don't know. They're not medics. They need Madame yes. Palfrey. Hermione should know knows how to do spell <laughs> stitches, which is fun. Her- spell stitches. Hermione hasn't had hasn't read the book that she read before they left to go camping in book seven. Yeah, so she doesn't have any yeah. Dittany. She needs some Dittany. Is that right? Dittany? Yeah, I think it was Dittany. that. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah. yeah, she's that stitched up Ron his shirt. gash, and they they <laughs> they make fun of him for trying to get a scar like Harry has. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Ron's shirt is being used as bandage again. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. getting good at that. His yes. poor favorite cannon shirt is all ripped up. Which I'm sure Hermione is side. just so terribly sorry about. Yeah. <laughs> at least his bandage is cannon's orange, so he's all right with it. Right. <laughs> so they're trying to get. They tried to get rid of the dark mark. They couldn't get it they off the wall. Mm-hmm. It won't go away. Mm-hmm. But now it's greener. Yeah. He's trying yeah. to get it off, and he can't do it. So Hermione comes and says, well, let me do it. And she tries and fails, and he's like, yay, it wasn't just me. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> and so they says, well, maybe we should try doing the doing it twice, <laughs> both of us at once. Mm-hmm. See if That's that works. That's when like I was going, don't cross the street. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's something very important I forgot to tell you. What? Don't cross the streams. This is when I was, I'm running and I'm going, don't cross the streams. Don't cross the streams. Thank God there was well, no one on the sidewalk when I was saying that to myself. It's so funny because he talks about, he's positioned right behind her. And he's like, you know, breathing in her ear kind of thing. It was and a very Robin kind of-esque movie thing. She, she says, hurry. She says, hurry up. And he says, why? Three, big project to start in the library. Three feet of parchment due on the interrelationship of Fibonacci numbers to ancient arithmetic. I mean, it's just like, I was cracking Fibonacci. up. Fibonacci. <laughs> Yeah, Fibonacci. 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 Yeah. Fibonacci. Yeah. One, yeah. three, five, seven, eleven. <laughs> <laughs> so they do it. Oh, funny. One, one, two. That's it. Anyway. And here's the description of the wands crossing here. Two bolts of re- vivid red light shot from the ends of their wands, winding, twisting, and writhing around one another playfully as they flew in midair. So, it, yeah, I can totally see Cross the streams. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> yes, and Ron is deliberately doing the whole "let me teach you how to use a bow and arrow" scene right. thing just to yes. annoy her <laughs> because she she's been trying to convince him. Well, you know, we've had five years of magical education. And they've never said anything about two people casting at once being any better. And he says, "Well, maybe it's just us." Have you ever seen Big Trouble in Little China? Anybody? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. There's a scene where they're swimming through. They're getting. They're escaping, and he says to her, "Quit rubbing your body against me." <laughs> That's all I can think of in this. <laughs> She's like, "You're distracting me. You startled me. <laughs> you breathed on me. Ah! He's touching me. Stop touching me!" Yeah, the grab <laughs> So he decides he's going to go out and help George and Harry get the water. It, the dark mark didn't go away. No. Yeah. And Harry wants to know what the noise there was. There was a giant crack, and now it looks worse than it did to start with. So that was no help. Harry wants to know what the noise was, and it was Ron um, startling Hermione by standing too close, <laughs> apparently. Oops. Oh, dear. And Valeria just looks at them and she says, You two are so funny with each other. <laughs> right. <laughs> Us? What? Like, she's like, I know what you guys are up to. It is funny. And they come back in and Ron sees them and they're being girls. They're being girls. They're talking and giggling and bonding. Yeah. yeah. Well, never finally. They're giggling, right? They're talking to each other. When they come back in, he talks about yeah. Tom. And she's actually able to say his name. Right. Mm-hmm. And... They figure out that old Voldy had all of this planned all along, mm-hmm. orchestrated the whole thing. Right. Who got the tickets? Where did the tickets to the Quidditch match come from? Um. Uh, does anybody remember? Somebody gave them to somebody gave them to Arthur. Somebody yeah. from the uh, the yeah. Department of Magical Sports or something. Yeah, probably the MS. Um, oh, how about that? I don't I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah. They just managed to get five tickets to the Quidditch match that just happened to be in Ireland that just happened to be where Valeria was. Right where Voldy was. Yeah, yeah where Valeria was too. Well, he sent her there. She, she was in Spain before. Yes. Yes. And this is where they sort of they start to real realize what's going on and they're like, Well, he's only just started coming into your mind just a little while ago, right? And he's like, Well, no, it's probably been a, it's been a few months now and they're like, But he's supposed to be in the Ukraine. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. You're gonna the, have to give the that Dumbledore one said just, Right. She knows about the orb because he's been griping about having it. I have to do everything myself. I gotta hold up this stupid orb and I gotta go talk to the Dementors and I gotta <laughs> punish the Dementors. And, oh man, I had to kill Beals because he's a pain in the butt. And you know, and 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 so yep. wine, wine, wine. wine. <laughs> uh, I know. We're gonna get him some you want cheese. Some cheese. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's a like that so she tells, she's talking about, you know, how, yes, apparently he's been talking to her for a while. And then she says, I won't do everything he wants. That's why he, she showed me what he'll do to me. And then she tells them about. Yeah. This is when that finally comes out. Yeah. So they get to be squeaked out about it, too. Yay! <laughs> it's not just us. How nice for them. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah, and yeah. they're sort of so figuring he's, he's stopped worrying about it because she said his name and was worried about the pain and nothing happened. Mm-hmm. And so he, right. he figures they know he's there and he's just going to go with that now instead of trying to stop her from saying anything. Right. And well, I love this that Harry has this temper tantrum against this dark mark that's on the wall. 
mm-hmm. and like throws everything at it. The wall mm-hmm. itself was on fire. Right. Yeah. Does and, that remind you of anybody from last week? <laughs> like Godfather, like Godson kind of thing going on here. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just a little. <laughs> yeah, but I don't think he set it on fire. No, no, but he tried. He tried. Yes. And Harry isn't really even casting a spell. He's, he just points his wand at it, and he's so angry that it just spontaneously casts this raw magic at the spell and sets things on fire. And yeah. This so. is book five Harry coming out before yes, book five. It certainly is. So yeah, she got Caps Lock right. Harry. Emo Harry. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. So now they're going to see, you know, we may have to just walk out. Right. We can't use magic. So, you know, like, well... Fred's not going to be able to do this. Come on, Fred. Fred, wake up. Wake up, Fred. Angelina's here. Do, 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 do. And Fred's like, mm. yeah. <laughs> she brought you something sweet. He's like, hello, mm. baby. <laughs> yeah, but he won't. But he won't. He's yeah. still dreaming. Yeah. But he's not. Hermione just awake. rolls her eyes at them. Yeah. I always like this. Fred, what the hell? Kind of like, wake up. Oh, here's, here's, your, here's another starter reference. Wake up. Wake up. Give me your name. Pavel. <laughs> Frank Admiral. <laughs> yeah, oh that's wrong. Uh, yeah, Angelina, do you like that again? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So they let him kind of go back to sleep and then he's like, well, he's happy. <laughs> happy, happy, lucky bloke. First sitting here in mortal peril and he thinks he's somewhere on Beale Island. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they, they oh, know um, that Go ahead. Sorry, uh, Kelly, just to uh, tell you, it doesn't exactly say who gave it to him and who gave the tickets to Arthur. He just mm-hmm. says some guy. Uh-huh. Some guy from the ministry had connections. Uh, anyway, he he owed Dad a favor, and Dad got hold of five tickets. So it just says some guy. Uh-huh. It doesn't say who or from what department or anything. I'm pretty Mysterious sure. Mysterious origins are possible. Yeah. Feels. Yeah. yeah. More than likely. Probably. Some guys. And I think that some guy's body just showed back up at the ministry. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> we're trying to get them moving. So, okay. This is where Valeria tells him that, you know, I don't think that Tom can actually leave the castle because he's having to hold up this orb and stuff like that. So, he's not able to leave very. Which is why he wants Harry to come to him and grovel at his feet. Sorry. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's had it for some time, but he's only had to keep it spinning since they've been in Ireland. Right. And so some threads are coming together a little bit. And they suggest, well, maybe we could do that mobile corpus thing, levitate Fred out of here. And George says, yeah, we don't want to come across a muggle cop while we're levitating Fred. It just wouldn't work well. Yeah. yeah. That'd be tough to explain. So they, yeah, because okay. now then we have to tell them that Elvin Dork is a unisex name and, you know, just can't do it. <laughs> we don't have our motorcycle to get away on. And, yeah, it's just not going right. to work. They decide unless Fred gets a lot worse, they're just they're going to try walking out in the morning. And then right. they think about the port key and they go looking for the port key, which is in Fred's rucksack underneath Fred's bed. And apparently Fred and I are related because we're both slobs. <laughs> yeah, and George isn't apparently. No, I thought that was fun. Mm-hmm. Well, Fred, I hate to find a of you when you can't defend yourself, but since you're having so much fun in your dreams, I will. You throw everything everywhere, man. How do you ever find anything? You don't have to have my missing sock down there, do you? <laughs> <laughs> he pulls out the rucksack, and out of the rucksack comes all these little black beads, but no hat. 
Where mm-hmm. could it be? Mm-hmm. And the rucksack is sort of burned. Mm-hmm. And they wonder. And Ron says, "You know, I recognize those." Yeah, those little <laughs> beads that are all over the floor, little black beads. Hmm. Uh, I think Wormtail's been rat here. Pellets. Yeah. Yep. Then they're like, "Oh, no they believe rat." <laughs> I know. Now they believe them. Mm-hmm. Like, hmm, where should we find this? Under the bush. Under, under the bush. And out they go. He has his favorite spot, apparently. I guess there are a few hoarding traits in while well, he's in rat form. Mm-hmm. Well, they picked the hat up and he's chewed through it. Yeah, it's in two pieces. Yeah. Whoops. Yeah. And now they're and like they... magnets. They don't want to, they're opposite polarity. They don't want to come close to each other. Mm-hmm. So, so this is bad. Yeah, very bad. Of course, George and Fred is one of the ones who's been working on it and he is unconscious. That Hermione says, well, I know some of the theory, at least, so maybe she and George can work on it, some, and they're going to see what they can do. Wow. And Harry and Ron have to go fishing. Fishing. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> and George says, you try to find something else while you're out there, too, would you please? Mm-hmm. What is that? Mm. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, my chair. Oh, okay. ah. You need to put some oil on that chair. <laughs> I'm podcasting from the couch tonight. It's so nice. Because mm. <laughs> your mom's there not there to go yell at you. Mom's not here, but I have waited. It's very, very dark in here now, and I didn't turn on the lights. I wonder if I can reach this light. Yeah, the Dementors are coming to get you. Thank you, Mr. Malfoy. They can get in through the locked doors. I don't want to know about this. And now we're changing scenes again, and we're with Snuffles and Serious and Movie. Yeah, right. And I love this. And they are... They're in the little town where Valeria went. Right. So. <laughs> and Sirius um, is being annoying, apparently. Right. Well. Sirius wants to share his mutton yeah. leg with <laughs> with Moody. And he is so tickled. It's mutton. Mutton, Moody. It's mutton. You know how long it's been since I've had really good mutton. And Moody's like, what are you going to do with that? Throw that thing away. <laughs> it's a raw mutton leg. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. He says, well, I was going to share it with you, but now I'm not sure what made me think you'd be interested. Yeah. <laughs> Probably because you were a dog. And, <laughs> and I, still got the dog uh, idea of, hey, this is mutton. Isn't this great? Yeah. This is really good. Yeah. So mm-hmm. they go into the little town, and Moody goes to the local watering hole to get information. And, of course, Sirius, as a dog, has to stay outside because she can't be inside. And mm-hmm. he's not very happy. This is your about it. flashback mm-hmm. explaining how he got a leg of mutton. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, this is this is the uh, the inn mm-hmm. first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but the inn happened the night before being in the clearing with the right. mutton leg. The right. So we have step back. They kind of jump back. It jumps around. You have the mutton leg, and then you have the inn the night before, and then you have the country store that morning, mm-hmm. which ends up with the mutton leg mm-hmm. at the end. <laughs> right. So Moody's trying to get information, but this lady's a little too shrewd. He's asking too many questions, and he's just a little too weird looking for her peace of mind. And she Mm -hmm. asks if he is the guy that flies, and he goes, uh, what, uh, uh, uh. And she says, you know, the airplanes. Mm -hmm. And he's like, oh, airplanes. But by then, he's already put his foot in it. Yeah. She -hmm. thinks he might be Valeria's uncle that she made up. Mm-hmm. She had her strange uncle who flies in with all his supplies and doesn't come down to the store ever. And... Right. But he, of yeah. course, has no idea about and then, that. Well, Can't take advantage of it. I like this. So he's, so he's trying to ask her all these questions, and 
Snuffles has uh, made his way inside the store and is behind. hiding behind so. a barrel of onions and oddly pink, pink tinged potatoes. Yeah. Hmm. I wonder where those came from. I didn't notice that the first time. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Fred and George just had an effect. Ten, right. Ten toffees. So. And so, uh. Moody has Moody goes. Yeah. It gets, mm-hmm. he's, he gets he's got her back out. Though. He's being kicked out, out of the, the store. Door. Yeah. She calls for Fletcher, who comes out with this great big knife dripping in blood. Because he's also the. Big how, many, how many people laughed when you saw the name Fletcher? <laughs> <laughs> I thought Mundungus is at the store. What? It's his long lost relative. Yeah, didn't matter much. Mm-hmm. So he just comes out looking inquiring. He's like, okay, what do you want? And he's holding this giant meat cleaver. Come on, I'm dripping blood all over the floor. What do you need? Yeah, and she wants him gone. So, so then they're, they're talking about Valeria. Right. He leaves and. And Snuffles yeah. sneaks up underneath so he can hear better. Right. Mm-hmm. And he's eavesdropping mm-hmm. on them. And then they notice him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's kind of fortuitous because Moody stirred up her thinking about that strange girl and her uncle. And so now she's talking to her husband about what she originally thought when Moody came in. Evil things happening to the north of town yeah. where it's cursed. Mm-hmm. They've decided that it's cursed. So this is what's confused me. Because mm. when they first run into the wall of the orb when they're apparating, they make this big deal about, oh, well, we can't go, we can't walk in. It's so far. We're never going to make it. It's going to take us forever to make it work, right. you know. And then they apparate basically to this town, and they go in and spend the night, and they get their information. And then they start walking towards where the orb wall is. So well, I'm Valeria thinking that this track, it's not that far. Right. They may have been mm-hmm. not, well, for one, they have no idea where inside that sphere they are. That's true. They so could be in the, the entire or... sphere. Yeah. And, and, you know, they could have been on the opposite it's, it's side they walked of... Back up to the, yeah. It says they walked back up to the farmer's field where they'd landed before. So they're, they're going around the outside of the barrier. And they could be going the wrong way from the village to get to where the kids are. That's true. Right. I don't know. It just seemed like the, in the beginning it was they were really, really far away, and now they don't seem like they're very, very far away. So. It did seem like the village was supposed to be inside the barrier because the kids could get to it, and they were discussing whether they should or not. Yeah, but they, know because they, say, they know Valeria went to it, but they didn't know, and that was before the orb went up, so they don't actually know where it is. Because they don't know about the old Yeah, fish. and they, yeah, they just mentioned well, that, that the, the fact field that where, or, uh, oh, go farmer. ahead, Kelly. No, go ahead. Yeah, the, the farm, it was about halfway between the the village and the place where they're staying, the cottage where they're staying, so. So you're, you're <laughs> looking at it, you're looking at a sphere that's probably six kilometers across, which is a, yeah. a good distance. I mean, that's a lot mm-hmm. of space. Mm-hmm. You know, that, and that doesn't mean that doesn't mean that they're the cottage is in the middle of it. That means that probably the castle is in the middle of it. Right. And if that's right. the case, mm-hmm. you're talking about something that is, you know, you're talking about something that is big. You're t- you're talking about six miles across, and you have to find somebody or four somebody's in that mm-hmm. six miles. That's a long way. Yeah, yeah. It's just that it's 
they've got a direction now, and so it's they're going to get there just in the nick of time, I'm sure, because it's closer than it was. <laughs> because this is Harry Potter, and that's what happens. Well, because the plot's. I'm just going. Why don't they don't walk through it? <laughs> they are going to walk but, through it. Yeah, they have to walk through it. And I'm going in. Magic can be done inside, so I'm just going okay. Hey, you cross it, you get on your room, and you go find the kids. What's the problem? Well, that's what I said but last week. I don't go inside. I don't think they can take a I don't think they can they take haven't the room figured out head. that they haven't figured out you can do magic on the inside yet. They do that in this chapter, I think. Yeah. yeah. But right at the end here. But however, you have to know where you're apparating to. Yeah. If you don't know where you're apparating to, you could apparate yourself into a wall. But they so know fly. where they're going before. Yeah, they can't fly, though, because they can't bring the broom through because it's a magic Broomsticks. Wand. But they can bring their oh, wand okay. through. So that's... So if they're carrying mm-hmm. the brooms, they should be able to take them in. As long as they're not flying. <laughs> but, okay, they can't take the brooms because it's a magical object. Why can't you take the wand right. in? Right. It's magic. Well, I think the th- problem was that they couldn't take the brooms in because they would have to be carrying the brooms. Mm-hmm. And if you shrink them down, you're applying magic to them. If you put them in your pocket and you walk through the thing and it goes, boing, it's going to be kind of hurt on your clothes. Yeah. <laughs> but they can put it in their pocket. <laughs> Ouch. And, and, but yeah, you're right. They don't know this yet because they're going to find this out when right. they're serious. They have... You no, know they so they didn't bring anything with them. They didn't bring their brooms with them. They apparated, and it, and, and so, it doesn't work with anything intrinsically magical either. I, I guess their wands must be potential enough that it doesn't matter. But the the brooms have charms all over them, even when you're not yes. actually flying them. Mm-hmm. And yes. like Snuffles runs into mm-hmm. the barrier where Sirius doesn't. Right. So because being right. in the shape of a dog is a magical thing. Right. So, and that's where they kind of find so I wonder if Moody's How eye works. Moody? Ooh, yeah. Moody's eye should stop him. That's true. How oh, Moody's eye work? That's true. I, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, I bet she didn't either. Yeah, she probably didn't. Yeah. Anyway. It must just be a small enough object or something. Yeah. I but, yeah. I think we're getting too deep into it. Shape. It's the same shape as the shield, so it goes through. <laughs> it's round. <laughs> oh, boy. It's shielded by being inside his head. Uh, I don't know. Right. There, well, there you go. Okay, so they figured out that Sirius can't go through it as a dog. However, once inside, he can become Snuffles again, and so it's not a magic freeze zone. And right. so now they're mm-hmm. off to sniff out where Harry and the other people are. And that is the end of Chapter mm-hmm. 25. Yep. So, and Sirius gets to be useful because he's a dog animagus instead of a cockroach or something and can actually hopefully smell where the kids are. Right, right. Snuff him out. Well, you know, he is called Snuffles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and do you well, I imagine wish if he was to... a cockroach, they would call him else. But, That's you know. <laughs> do we wish to? Do you wouldn't have been able to drag on around. But... Do you want to do the next chapter? It's not as long as this one. Um, I can't do it. Yeah, I, we're already I'm about three hours. That. And it's dark. Oh, dark? Have to go lock up the oh, gym. yeah. So, yeah. I okay, well, that's cool. Mm-hmm. So, anybody have final so? thoughts on this particular bunch of stuff? Well, we fig- we now have Voldy yep. confirmed. We do. We now have mm-hmm. Valeria fighting him. We now have Nikiness kn- with Nagini. Yes. Um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> Don't bring that up again. And, and, now, and, Jenny least- that, and now Jenny thinks that Harry, or that Ron is said goodbye and she's all panicked and might be dead yeah, yeah they all are dead but, and Sirius and Moody 
have at least figured out they can still use magic inside the dome, and they've made it inside. Right. Right. And, and they're looking. They've held off they're the now Dementors. For the... That was a mm-hmm. huge thing for them. They've held off the Dementors, yes, and they, they have made it through some... They really are dead. Yeah. And that's, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. that's a really big step. Yes, we have yeah, two... Ron was worried enough to do that, and mm-hmm. but they managed to make it through. Mm-hmm. Yes. With super trio powers... Activate! Activate! <laughs> Activate! Activate! Okay, all I have to say, in the next chapter, <laughs> they should be just putting a blanket over the black mark. I mean, the dark mark. So it can't see. Oh, mm. that's an idea. Give it a little blindfold over the eye sockets. Yeah, or paint over it. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have any paint. I don't, I don't know if they <laughs> think of that, food. but yeah, that would Use be the mud. Idea. Well, you know, yeah, yeah exactly. Use the mud, just like... Throw it at the wall. Trisha, did you... Yeah, uh, but you'll see um, glowing green and magic also. Trisha, did you say you haven't read the next chapter? Uh, I have not read the next chapter. Because that's actually what they do. They put a blanket up over it. They do. They, they put a blanket <laughs> over it. <laughs> so Trisha's just, a seer. Uh, you didn't get I mean, here, not, but you got edge this one. Comb. Edgecomb did it. Yeah, Edgecomb bought the ticket. That's right. You realize that, you know, ten years from now we're gonna say, Oh, I remember Trisha. Edgecomb. Edgecomb. <laughs> I don't remember where that comes from. They're not going to so, remind, yeah. remember how stuff I did, but just the edge. <laughs> it was from Creative Will's fic. Mm-hmm. She thought okay. Edgecomb yeah. was the bad guy. She thought okay. Edgecomb was the bad guy. It was, wasn't. <laughs> it was mm-hmm. I was denied. Oh. Yes, yeah, well, you were. Brian thought Pansy was a garden gnome, so I mean, there's only so much further <laughs> you can go from that. That's true. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, um, we're going to be yeah. doing uh, 26 through 29. Yep. 26, 27, 28, 29. Mm-hmm. Next week. Surprise! We've decided to give you guys a double feature. So hang on. We're going to be starting it up in just a few minutes. Uh, interesting story. I have actually already listened to the whole thing after, you know, I got ahead. It's more, more exciting, exciting things to come. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you it's can tell just from this one that things. Yeah, things are starting to come together. Because mm-hmm. we've got all our all sort of moving towards a central point. Right. right. Something's going to happen. My connection <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. That's all right. You're Scott. This is what so, Scott oh. did for the first year that we did Beyond Guest. <laughs> <laughs> Does it give you a new respect for Scott? Wow! I actually have audacity files of people going. Oh my! Yeah, and the really fun things are is you know Scott would drop and he'd whistle or he'd run lines. I've got great stuff with him. Yeah, sing whistle. Yeah, I have a confrontation between Harry and Voldemort on some random peon cast just because. Damn you! Expelliarmus! Sir. So, uh, so we'll see you all next week. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. We so. Hope you come back and join us. And <laughs> it'll be great fun. Yes, we have to find yes. out. Good night, everybody. Good night. Yes, we have to find out what happens. <laughs> Good night. Good night. Bye. Bye. As promised, here is episode 132. I hope you like it.
Okay. Now it says it's working, so I'm going to go over here and I'm going to add. Okay. Trisha, there we go. Hello. Hello. How are you? <laughs> I'm fine. Okay. Same place I was, you know, five minutes ago. That's good. Two minutes ago. Yeah, it still works. Yeah. Did we stop at 25? Yeah, we're yes. starting at 26. Okay, sure. Let's get the story up. And we have two on and one out in the top of the seventh inning. And I'm sorry, we're beating up on you. That's typical. <laughs> I mean, in all honesty, that's not that's nothing. I yeah, mean, well, I think it was earlier this last week. It was like, okay, it's official. It's they've now got their what is it, fourteenth straight losing season or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love baseball, but I yeah, I can't get too excited when it comes when it comes to well. And they really thought like they like they were saying earlier. They really thought that they turned a corner this year, and it's just it's <laughs> really hard. Not... They've been saying they've been turning a corner every For every year. <laughs> well, I you know I was surprised to see Park pitching. And mm-hmm. and it was like, wow. I remember when he first came to the majors or the first time that we saw him, he was playing for the Dodgers and he had that submarine pitch and it was like nobody could figure it out. I mean, the first time, remember, because uh, McGuire saw it and he struck McGuire out and Mark just stood there like, I can't even see this pitch because of the way that it was coming out of his hand because it was a submarine, a submariner, Scott, for pitching. Oh, yeah is where usually when you have, uh, they throw overhand, you know this, for, for pitching. Mm-hmm. And, and the submariner throws like sidearm or below the waist. It's still considered an overhand pitch because of the way that the arm is held, but it's coming at a very weird angle, and a lot of batters can't handle it. Yeah, I'm surprised he hasn't done anything to his arm. Well, he, he's, he's, he's pitched like that for 15 years, so. Yeah. Probably has some interesting muscle groups. Yeah. Sure, he does. Hey, safe. Woohoo. Another run. Where are you going to go with that? Well, as we say with, in Pittsburgh, yeah, we got the Pirates, but we got a really nice stadium. <laughs> well, you know, it'll be like the Indians. Yeah. Well, it's kind of it's kind of like what I mean. It's, it's pretty sad to get people to come to, to the stadium. People come to the stadium to eat and to look at the stadium that has a nice view of the city and stuff like Aww. that. Or <laughs> they come or they come because they are holding a concert afterwards. Or, 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 or they come because their team that's visiting from out of town is playing. <laughs> yeah. Usually there's a lot of people that are from out of town that are like in here in Pittsburgh for like business stuff like that. Come to the game. That's funny. Oh, yeah. And, Sorry. Yeah. It's just yeah, this is like yeah, a friend of mine. He, he's like, I'm going to the Pittsburgh game. I'm like, oh, are you? And he's like, yeah. He goes, I'm coming to see the Steve Miller band afterwards. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's cruel. Yeah. Oh, I'm like, oh, that's why you came. Sue had a doctor's appointment at five, her time, which would have been seven, my time. Mm-hmm. which was an hour and a half ago. She said she was going to try to come in late. And I said, well, if you're figuring an hour late, you know, that's about when we usually start. <laughs> well, we could still start and just oh, say yeah. she's hoping to come, hoping to oh, join yeah. us, but not here yet or whatever. Trisha, do you want to start us off? Ah, me. Okay. In this episode, we feature typically Puffwanian on-topic discussion. Not only entertaining, but educational as well. <laughs> I can touch my toes 
to the faucet. I can turn on the sink with my feet. It's like the Manhattan Project. Don't take offense to this, guys. You guys are the most dysfunctional people. No, they're not. <laughs> we'll always laugh before the end. I wonder if we please where the story never ends. All right, we're on. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm. I was going to go straight in the straight in the story, and not introduce us at all. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what number this is. Scott, do you have any idea what episode this is? Episode uh, number? No, I'm not sure. We like can put that in the intro somewhere. Thirty something. I don't remember. Yeah, it it says on the um, does it master list somewhere. I think Sue has them numbered. Really? Oh, yeah. yep, episode one thirty-two. There you go. It's okay, impressive. Welcome, everybody. This is Potterfuck Weekly, episode one thirty-two, which I hope is right. Um, we're reading the story, "The Points of No Return," by Nut. Night Zephyr. Yeah, that was really good. Um, we're reading chapters, we're going over chapters 26 through 29. And, and who are you? Oh, I am Trisha. <laughs> and I'm Kelly. And I'm Scott. <laughs> we hope to have Sue uh, a little later. She is uh, at an appointment right now, but she'll be joining us when she gets in. So we're going to start off here. Now, if you remember last week, we ended with them finding out that the port key had been damaged. It has been mm-hmm. eaten. Been chewed by this remarkably familiar-looking rat. Nah, couldn't be Wormtail. <laughs> no, possibly. never. He just had a he just had a silver little looking. Yeah, paw. no, it, it's just coincidence. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like every single rat available nowadays has has silver paw on it. Right, right, right. It, it's a genetic trait. God, um, they breed them like that. Sure. <laughs> Okay. I don't want to think of Wormtail breeding. Really. I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> I think the rest of them probably believe Ron by now, but <laughs> they've just been attacked by Dementors and all of that. And no, on the other side, Sirius and Moody have figured out you can walk through this giant spherical barrier as long as Sirius isn't in dog form at the time. So they're trying to track them down from however far away that barrier is. I still don't understand something about the whole barrier thing. What? If Sirius can't get in there through his... Oh, hold on, something just beeped at me. Beep, I guess, beep, beep. Yeah, I don't know what it is. It's <laughs> annoying. Okay, I'm done now. Oh. Sorry. Um, <laughs> like, what the heck is it? Um, if Sirius can't go through, can't go through it, be ma- magically into a dog. How can Moody's eye get through it? Yeah, we if we don't know. It, it was we decided it's because it's inside his head or something. Yeah, or something. Maybe I don't know. Maybe it doesn't work. Like your wands are in your pocket or any of that stuff. You know, and and I'm trying to remember if it, you know because I've read to the end of this. I'm trying to remember if he even uses his magical eye while he's in there. I don't remember. Yeah, maybe just having it in isn't enough magic to count or something. I don't know. Either that or maybe it maybe it becomes non-magical once he crosses the barrier. Because I don't remember if he used it as a magical eye while they were looking for the people. But anyway, we'll find out. Hard to say. But anyway, as the chapter (laughs) opens tonight, Hermione and George think they've figured out how to make half a port key work kind of like a whole port key. But there's a problem, because the way that it's designed... They figure that you could only take half as many people. And the original port key was keyed for five. five. And 
They they think that they may be able to get by with three. Mm-hmm. And my dog is running around like a nut up and down the stairs. And here she comes again and through the room and back up the stairs. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm oh, sorry. I, I'm sitting here and all of a sudden I hear <laughs> above my head. <laughs> this is my bedroom. <laughs> Something's exciting anyway. Oh my goodness gracious. And now she's lying down like, okay, I'm done. Oh, brother. <laughs> Cut this part out. We're way off course. Anyway, um, I figured that it's going to, it'll hold three people. And... They don't want to leave. There she goes again. And they don't want to leave Valeria. And they're not sure quite how this is going to work because she's a muggle. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Ron has broken the um, statute of secrecy. And now they're proposing bringing her with them to Hogwarts and transporting a muggle with a magical device. Mm -hmm. To a place where she's not supposed to be able to see anything. Right. Wait a minute. Supposedly. Uh We're sort of hoping that's only cast on the outside of the castle so she doesn't show up and think she's standing in the middle of a ruin or something. But right. Who knows? Well, and well, and the way that Hogwarts works, it looks like a ruin. Mm-hmm. That's kind of a strange question because does it appear as a ruin if you're inside it? Yeah, or, I don't know. or is it part of the wards? Yeah. Or is it, is it kind of like an illusion one of those things on the outside? Kind of like, yeah, it's kind of like you. I, I always like, thought it was part of the. It. Yeah, I was. Th- I always thought it was part of the wards. Once you got past a certain point, once the castle recognizes you, then you can see it. Mm-hmm. That was always it's never the... come up really in canon, but yeah. there have been fics where um, they've had Muggle parents visit or something, and they had to just arrange something specially, and then they could come and tour the castle. There was or... a. There, I'm sorry. There's one that I've read where Filch actually can't see it if he's outside the building, so oh. he's set up. Uh, little piles of rocks or something on the ground that tell him where the doors are. And once he's sort of felt his way in and gone through the doors, he can see the rest of everything. There was one that I read, and I don't remember where where it was. And I don't know if maybe it's one of them that we've actually covered. But it's the reason that the first years travel to the castle via the boats is to Mm -hmm. give the castle time to imprint the first years. Mm-hmm. So in it order, knows who they are. Yes, so it knows who they are. And and I don't remember what thick that was. I've read so many. But yeah, it was... Th- that's why everybody else goes with the carriages. Because the carriages take a different route and they get to the castle before the boats do. And it takes... That's, that period of time is why... And it may have been creative quills. Uh, that's why when they cross the lake, they're not able to see the castle until they're halfway across the lake. And then it's there in front of them. Okay. But again, that's not canon. That's yeah. fanon. So, but that makes sense. As far sense. as canon goes, I think it's <laughs> there was a path to the lake and they had to go around the corner, the shoulder of the mountain or something and then you can see the castle on the lake below it. Okay. And then you get into the boats and go across the lake and all that. Okay. But, but it's again, just, it's it behind be, the hill. It may be the, again, it may be the wards. So, we don't know. Yeah. Hard to say. <sighs> yeah. So, I think that once she's actually there, she's going to be able to see the castle. Yeah, one would hope. But anyway, they think they know what they're doing. They've got an idea. Right. But they they kind of, Hermione and George have decided between them that one of them should go with each of the two trips just so they can kind of hold the spell together as they're running. Right. right. Because and, otherwise and things might to, fall apart and, and some dangerous stuff might happen. And Fred needs to go first because Fred mm-hmm. is... He's been concussed. Yeah, knocked over well, the head with a log. He uh, he's in pretty bad shape. And um, Ron and Harry come back in, and Harry has the string of fish, and Ron has 
strawberries that they found. Because mm-hmm. George sent them out and said, please, Bring- can you try and find something other than fish? Right. <laughs> oh, he found it's- something other than fish. And so he does. And the first thing he says to Ron is, oh, look, Harry is out hunting and you're out traipsing through the forest. <laughs> Ron's like, I'm going to stop that strawberry up your nose. <laughs> it's more like, Harry's the man, you're the woman. Right. <laughs> Pick and forage. The twins are so nice to their little brother. <laughs> well, you know. That's, it's, what, that's what older brothers are supposed to do. I was going to say, it's in the job description. <laughs> really? <laughs> oh, dear. So, um, the fog is coming in. Mm-hmm. And they have a theory on the fog. They have, uh, yeah, they have a theory on the fog. Right. I can't talk today. Oh, my God. How many, how many drinks have you had today? That thing is none, and I had no pop today, too. Oh. Well, I've I'm had... I'm a pop, and so I'm just like... <gasps> I've had soda and tea and water and uh, pink lemonade and milk. <laughs> I've had a lot to drink today. Yeah. yeah. I've had tea and uh, vitamin water. Yeah. Pretty okay. much for me. It's just been with meals, and now I have water. So Here's yeah. a totally off-topic thing, but Trisha... Did yeah. you know that vitamin water now makes lip gel in the vitamin water flavors? <laughs> Weird. Like dragon fruit and mm, raspberry fruit. lemonade. I just had I just had a an apple raspberry one the really? first time. It was delicious. <laughs> Loved it. I like. And no, strawberry. we're not getting paid by vitamin water to get them free advertising. <laughs> <laughs> I like the uh, the strawberry kiwi, but I'm not a really big fan of vitamin water. If I'm gonna drink something that's flavored like that, I'm gonna probably just drink juice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. it's just sugar and then juice. Yeah, I know, but it's natural sugars. It's not high fructose. You know, yeah. I just like it because they don't use um. Nutri-sweet. Okay, I can't drink Nutri-sweet. Oh, you can't have a... Uh, are you a phenol kinetic? Uh, no, I have a thing called Meniere's disease, and it okay. affects my hearing. Okay. I produce too much um, fluids inside my inner ear. It's uh-huh. about five percent of my hearing in one ear. So, is it just aspartame or or? It's can- caffeine too. Oh, it's caffeine too. Okay. Caffeine, salt, and aspartame. I just do not drink anything nutrient-sweet whatsoever because I so, know it really just really screws me up big time. So, do you are you drinking like the throwback Mountain Dews and the throwback Pepsis because they don't have the high fructose or they got the? Cancer? Um, I pretty much uh, cut I'm trying the sugars to cut out. Them. Yeah, trying. What about Splenda? Splenda's not that bad. Um, there's another one, like, act as something. Well, that's Truvia that just yeah, came that, out. Yeah, that's not bad. I do, Splenda's okay. I just don't do a lot of it. Yeah, I can't drink stuff that's made with uh, sodium saccharin, mm. which is sweet and low. Yeah, I don't, I don't believe okay. it. I think it tastes nasty. Well, and, and if you remember, before NutraSweet, diet drinks were sweetened with sodium uh-huh. saccharin, like the old tab that would had a really awful aftertaste, remember? Mm-hmm. Um, but the, like sugar twin, that's sodium saccharin, and there's some other flavors, flavorants that are like that. The yeah. the when you get a diet soda in a fountain, it's sodium saccharin. If you get the diet soda in the bottle or the can, it's more likely to be NutraSweet mm-hmm. because oh. the NutraSweet can stay suspended in the because it's mostly water in the can or in the bottle. Okay, it can stay suspended. But if you have it in the syrup where it's not, you know, you're talking about up to three-fourths less water, it's a syrup. You know, mm. you're talking, you, you've mm-hmm. got the other stuff in it. And the NutraSweet can't stay suspended in that because there's not enough solvent. There's not enough water. And so I can't drink diet fountain, but I can drink bottled diet. I break out in, in hives. And we found this out when I was on Weight Watchers and we were using Sugar Twin 
on like breakfast cereal and stuff like that. And I had the worst case of hives. You could not figure it out. And I stopped using the sugar twin and they immediately went away. And it was because, so that's what it, I, so everybody's like, oh yeah, you know, you want equal or do you want sweet and low or do you want sugar? It's like, well, if I can't have sugar or if you don't have any sugar, I'll take equal, but I cannot use sweet and low because I can't, it just itch. I can't, I'm itching just thinking about it. Wow. (laughs) I never had had that, but yeah, yeah, I just, it just, I have, yeah, it's just for me, it's just, um, my hearing just starts ringing. I mean, I could probably ringing. do a little bit of it. It just starts ringing and the tinnitus just starts going crazy. I'm like, answer the damn phone! Don't answer the phone. <laughs> answer the damn phone. Oh dear. Speaking of adult drinks, did you, have you seen yeah. the margaritas in the pouches? What? Oh yeah. Go to the grocery store in the frozen food section. Um, I live in Pennsylvania. You don't have? We don't have alcohol in our grocery stores. Oh, well, you, we have some of them do, but there are they're a separate store. You'd have, yeah, then you'd have to go to the liquor store. We don't. I don't yeah. have. We don't have state stores here, so yeah, can, I, can, I can buy Everclear at the grocery store if I wanted to. Yeah, not in Pennsylvania. You just don't do that there. Well, there's we a lot of states that do that. Oklahoma's like that, and Washington State's like that. So. I don't. I can just remember how many people are just like, um, why aren't you selling? Why can't I buy alcohol in the grocery store? I'm like Pennsylvania. <laughs> We just don't do that here. But yeah, you have to go to the state-run liquor store yeah. to do it. Right. So yeah. if you go to the liquor store, they have these 10-ounce pouches that you stick in the freezer. Mm. And then you take them out of the freezer and you bang them on the counter. And you run them under a little bit of warm water and it makes them nice and slushy. They've got like margarita and mojito and frozen strawberry daiquiri and pomegranate acai berry daiquiris and frozen lemonade. Oh. Yum! Oh. <laughs> How lovely is that? Sorry, we got way off topic here. I'm sorry. <laughs> when don't off we get topic? off topic? Us? <laughs> I'm shocked. Well, we got part of it. Come on. Okay, let's go back. I'm sorry. Oh, I got a good baseball story when we get to a baseball, when we get on a baseball tangent. <laughs> I like how she says when. <laughs> Not if, when. <laughs> okay. We will get on that tangent sooner or later. So Ron and I'm sorry. So George and Hermione are explaining to the rest of the group how um, how the port key is how the port key is going to work. And now the polarity is reversed, kind of like two ends of a magnet. They won't come back together. And so the two groups won't be able to transport at the same time because the polarity is off. They're going to have to wait for at least ten or fifteen minutes. Right, at least ten or fifteen minutes. So. You're leaving. You're, the first group is going, and then the second group is 15 minutes later, which is. I just bad. didn't understand how they came up with 15. But thing is, after a while, I'm just like, you know what? I really don't want to get all involved in this. Well, no. it looks like they have tinkered with it. Remember, they were trying to tinker with it to move the time up, mm-hmm. and I think they were able to tinker with it so it's over a range of time and not at one specific, you know, 8:52 p.m. In 28 seconds, you know, they've, yeah. they've spread they the time out. a minute window or something like that. Right. They've, they've, and it may be because it may be a seven, maybe 14 minutes because it was a seven hour and maybe they've reduced it down to seven minutes. So it's maybe a 14 or a 21 minute time period. Mm-hmm. You know, that would kind of go along with the logic of it. But um, there's a chance that the port key could weaken before they get all the way back which means you have to have somebody stabilizing the spell while they're using the port key, which is kind of weird. But yeah, um, mm-hmm. so that they have to ju- they have to do adjustments as they go along. It's kind of like trying to control the 
velocity of the rocket while you're riding it. <laughs> you know? It's like, oh my god! I no. kind of picture someone like it's like a remote control car. You, you know what it's you know what it sounds like? It sounds like somebody's got the hood open and the, and they're they have their head stuck in the in the engine of the car while the car is riding down the street. That's yeah, what like. <laughs> you know what? That that is probably the best analogy we could probably have. Yeah. Oh, it's like, wow. Okay, everybody, lean to the left. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so you go left. Everybody on this side of the bus. Move to the other side of the bus. <laughs> Sorry. But yes, they're having a few troubles, and um, Harry and Ron are sort of looking at them, going, "Okay." But yeah, it's pretty much. I kind of felt this. I kind of. I was like really in in their um, shoes there. I'm like, okay, um, yeah, I don't really need to know this. <laughs> yeah, and what happens when a port key loses power when you're in mid transport? And do you just get dropped off? You could be over the ocean for for all we know. Well, and you know, I always think that the port key kind of acts like between. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you, if you know Anne McCaffrey's Dragon Rider series, but if you stop somewhere in transport, you don't come out. You die. Mm-hmm. And they actually asked that question, and Hermione and George kind of look at each other, and they're like, we I don't, don't really know. know. Yeah. <laughs> It could be pretty ugly, and it's like, you know, I don't even want to know. <laughs> it's kind of like transporting, the transporter on the Enterprise. Oh, I don't want to know. You're inside. You just get, but as long as your bits come back oh. and all the pieces in the right, and they scramble you up. Right. Mm-hmm. Get out that bowl full of glitter. Theoretically, the mechanism is fully operational. However, it was built to accommodate your hmm, anatomy, not ours. But now that Tech Sergeant Chen is here, he can operate it. Jason, we're gonna test it. On what? How about that pig lizard? Nothing. I heard some squealing or something. Oh, no, everything's fine. But the animal is inside out. So then they've got to figure out who goes who. And Hermione thinks they should send Fred first because he's injured. And Harry. And Harry because he has to get away from Voldemort. Right. And she's going to go with them because she sort of, she kind of knows what she's doing with the spell the most. And she can tell Dumbledore and the rest of them about it when they're at Hogwarts and try to help stabilize it from that end. From that end. So that... George and Ron and Valeria will be in the second group. Right. And, I thought uh, that was pretty logical for myself. Yeah. And then there will only be a few minutes difference. And then she starts talking about the orb. Mm-hmm. Because the, they both sort of figured out what's going on with that. And that's yeah. why they were excited that the fog was coming in. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they were asking the shape of the fog. I, I thought it was funny. You know, do you remember Ben telling you telling us about this, Ron? Hey, History of Magic is where I catch up on my beauty sleep. <laughs> mm-hmm. A very Ron thing. Thanks. Yeah. I'm surprised Harry actually remembers. But there you go. Yeah, well, the thing is, I know that Ben's is boring, but Harry did not grow up with all this stuff for magic. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know about you, but I they would... They, it, Talking about different things like that with the history like that, that would be interesting to me. Mm-hmm. And, and it may be, you know, yes, he goes on and on and on and on and on about goblins, but they have that whole book. And and I know that I'm not, I'm speaking from somebody who's 42 and not who's 12, but that would be kind of, I'd be interested in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I enjoyed Harry's essay at the beginning of whichever book that was in. I think it was the third, Wendell and the Weird and all of that. Yeah. And the fire and yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's there. But they're talking about the, you know, how the walls of fog are and were they flat or were they rounded or were they curved? And maybe, you know, that's what this is. And Ron thought it was an optical illusion. 
Yeah. But uh, they're going to stretch the portal time out. It's for 9 o'clock tomorrow night, 49 hours after the last time, and they're going to stretch it. Yeah, they're hoping to make it last for as long as 12 hours, so they have a lot of time to try Right. whenever the orb happens to be down. So some of them go off to cook, and some of them off, go off to work on the porky. <laughs> and I'm sorry, but Ron feeding Hermione just cracked me up. That was so funny. It's like, oh, Blaze, you be any more blatant. No. I know, yeah. Oh, she was hungry. <laughs> you have to like, eat, and if you're not going to eat, I'll just feed you. It's like, oh, yeah, that won't distract her. <laughs> no. And then she's like, I ate all his strawberries, and they're Ron's favorite. I'm sorry, there was a couple of times in the story I was just going, please give me a barf bag, because it's just so sickening sweet. <laughs> Insulin, somebody! <laughs> he does have a yeah. point, though. I can, I can definitely see Hermione being the kind of person to get caught up in a project and not eat. Oh, totally. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, I've I done that myself. I do not doubt that she knows her way to the kitchens at Hogwarts very well. Mm. Because she's studied through dinner. Or she's studied through lunch. Or it's Harry and Ron have had to go get her a sandwich because she didn't eat lunch or something. Oh, yeah, I can totally see that. Yeah. So yeah. So we have this scene of here. I'll feed you. Yeah. <laughs> and she's shivering, but not because she's cold. Yeah. Proximity. She feels the warm, tingly sensation. I'm like, yeah, right. That <laughs> it's not going to last, girl. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> All right. Uh. <laughs> and they try and kiss, but George and Harry, of course, are sitting there staring, staring at, at them. <laughs> that was funny. Like, oh, I know. You've totally forgotten we're here, haven't you? Oh boy. So Hermione <laughs> turns, so she kiss, so he kisses her cheek. George, of course, has to make fun. Oh, nice try. You missed it by only that much. He denied. So. I have to find the quote from Get Smart in there somewhere. Oh, yes, I remember. Missed it by that much. <laughs> what do you mean, find the quote? It's probably, I think, doesn't he say that it's in, like, that. every single episode? <laughs> Not quite, but pretty close. Yeah. But it's in the movie, too. Mm -hmm. So now he's embarrassed, so he gets up and he stomps out of the cottage. And uh, Hermione is all, oh, woe is me. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yep. They're so 16 years old. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. She wrote that wait, really wait. well. They're so 16 years old. OMG. <laughs> yeah. She wrote, uh -huh. it so, she wrote it so well. And it, I mean, like, I just, like, I'm. it, it was giving me flashbacks of back when I was a stupid teenager. And then, <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, she, she got in touch with her teenager side again. Ugh. <laughs> uh. George is fun, though. Yeah, George. Mm -hmm. Don't even try to stand up. You're probably stuck to the bench with all the goo that's oozing about over there. <laughs> no. Sorry. Mm. You have a kitty cat investigating you? Yeah. Yes. And we're left with Hermione lost in her thoughts, and she finally decides she's got to let Ron know that she really feels for him, because she might not get another chance. Yes. We've gone from teen angst to teen melodramatic, so yes. <sighs> Lovely. <laughs> On to chapter 26. Chapter 27. Oh, yes, this was chapter 26. Yes. Okay, all I'm going to say is get the puke bag out. <laughs> <laughs> she put in her, even in her little author's note, fluff poisoning. Yes. I mean, I'm sitting there, I'm, I'm listening into it at work, and I'm thinking, oh my god, I'm getting nauseous. <laughs> 
Now, now. Oh, I'm... you don't like Rod's little dream. Oh, the whole entire thing I was getting on. This is like, I wanted to skip this chapter so bad. <laughs> it was just like over the top. I mean, I love it. It's great. But I'm like, oh my God, please don't make me read this more. <laughs> oh, boy. Don't get me wrong. I love the I love the story, but I was like, no, please make it stop. He's you remember? It's he's sixteen. I know, I know. Maybe not even that much. I don't know if it's past his no, birthday it's, yet. It is. It, this was his birthday present. It was like the day or two after his birthday. Oh yeah. On a birthday present, get 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 stuck with Voldemort. Yeah, nice birthday present. Oh, he was poisoned in the, in the right. Middle. <laughs> You're right. He was. He was it's, poisoned for his. That was for his seventeenth, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It was when he became an adult. So, oh, yeah. Never mind. Goodness <laughs> gracious. Oh boy. So yes, we start with Ron standing by the pond behind the burrow, having a. It's a lovely summer day, and Hermione comes up behind him, and they have a little bit of a moment, and then she says, "Wake up." And right. He's like, "Oh, <laughs> what?" I Don't wanna, tell me it's not real. I want to go back to sleep. <laughs> don't you hate that you have a dream and you're having a wonderful dream and then something wakes you up. You just don't know what. And you're a, like, come on, let me go back and have that dream again. I had a really weird dream. And I, it's, I'm reading too much fanfic, I think, because Fred and George were in my dream. <laughs> I mean, it was like, really? That's I dreamed one time I was playing Quidditch. Oh. <laughs> And we were on a bus. And I don't mean like a school bus. I mean like... A short bus? No, it was like a... Like a modified Greyhound bus, mm-hmm. you know, like it's like a band tour bus okay. that I've you know never been in a band tour bus, so I wouldn't know what they look like. Like a rock and roll band tour bus. Yeah, you know, but it's you know it's it's a bus size, but it's all tricked out on the bus. inside. You know, it's it's almost like an RV on the inside. Okay. Okay. You know, it's got bunks and it's got couches and it's got a kitchen and you know everything's on the bus. And they were trying to get the train running. <laughs> So we had a whole bunch of people that were apparently going to Hogwarts on the bus. bus yeah, you wait. I think you're reading way too much fan fiction. <laughs> At least it wasn't the Step night bus. Away no, it wasn't, from it fan wasn't the night bus. It wasn't because there was uh, it was like a big greyhound. Maybe it was she's only been one level. Rockstar it wasn't, videos. I don't it know. wasn't a triple level. It was just really strange. Maybe you and, want to trip. Yeah, I guess I want to go to Hogwarts. I don't know. Well, who doesn't? That's true. <laughs> I tried. I tried to get on platform nine and three quarters, and I didn't succeed. I was sad. So, yeah, it was just really odd. So, anyway, um, so he's got this dream where she tells him to wake up, and he says, tell me that you can see the water lilies blooming. And she says, what? Uh-huh. <laughs> and he's like, oh, darn, it's a dream. Um, a dream. He's going to just mess with her and say, yeah, I do. He's on watch, so. Yeah, um, that kind of watch is not what kind of watch I would be thinking. <laughs> Well, you know. He'd asked her to wake him up instead of having a alarm. Right. Oh, hold on. You can talk. I'm just dinging oh. in the background. Oh, oh okay. I couldn't hear it. Ding. It's because I have you on mute. Ah. Uh-huh. Um, two, three, four, five. Since you're all not going to talk while I'm okay, yeah. clock is like, going. What the heck? Okay, where were we? Um, Ron just woke Ron up. Wake, okay. Then Ron is like staying on the couch. I thought they like maybe he would do troll and stuff like that around the cabin, but no. Basically, he, the only person they really need to watch is Valeria, and she's got a full body bind 
and she's sleeping. Okay. Well, she they just want to make sure she doesn't wake up and start painting yeah. things with mud again. They're not going to get their deposit back. Probably not. But that's just me. <laughs> <laughs> Especially since Harry has now burned it onda the wall. Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Forgot about him on the wall. And things are now are hitting him on the head. Well, she's all, you know. Is your arm all right? And are you sure you want me to go? Uh, okay, well, uh, good night. Um, <laughs> and then she kisses him good night. Yeah, he uh-huh. was just a stupid boy and going, duh. It's like, he, well, he literally had to get something thrown at his head for him to pay attention. I like the straw. That's funny. Mm-hmm. She was levitating straw and dropping it on his head. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you just have to so hit He's been pacing around the room. I like the big, uh, you know, you get, uh, first it's one, and then it's a couple, and then it's a big clump. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> and then, he, so he's whispering up, okay, what is your problem? I, I know it was you. And then he thinks, oh no, what if someone else is up there? So he has to climb up to the loft, and he's only halfway up the ladder when suddenly there's her face hanging down in front of him. <laughs> Over the edge of the loft. Mm-hmm. She, she's been taking, um, she's been taking less from Brookshank. Right. And now he's yelling at her. First, you got me all hacked off. And then you scare me to death. Very funny. Mm-hmm. Shh, you wake them up. <laughs> She's like, yeah, well, it's all your fault if they wake up. And then she lays one on him. And now he's stuck to the ladder. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. The best time to be kissing someone, especially if you're not in the habit of doing it normally. Right. I, I expected him to, like, fall be shocked and fall off the ladder. <laughs> he's hanging on for dear life. Are you kidding? Or, like, or him falling off. Or, like, he would just... Lean back to it, and the ladder just goes. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like one of those. Tips over. One of those trip balls, you know, bonk. <laughs> and then everybody wakes up to see what the heck is going on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was waiting for it, and I was kind of proud of him. He, <laughs> he stayed on the ladder. So mm-hmm. then, then she tells him to come up to the, go all the way up to the loft. And he's thinking, what? Duh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so he, he crawls up there, and he's crawling over the floor, and she says, you know, I think we need to talk. And he's like, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so when any girl says that, I'm sorry, you're in trouble in some way or some form. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what he thinks, but it turns out it's not quite that. Not quite as in trouble. Yeah. Right. So they actually talk about feeling. Well, about Valeria. And she should have known not to be jealous of Valeria, but she was. And right. they sort of go through all of that. That was the little two girls talking kind of thing earlier mm-hmm. last week she was confused about yes and then she asked if you had a girlfriend <laughs> yeah. um until apparently he made some incoherent noise and she, valeria couldn't tell if he was just saying i don't know or if he was saying the beginning of hermione and so she asked him again and then he just wouldn't say anything right <laughs> uh, all right she told me the rest too what rest <laughs> She wished you would have reacted differently. Valeria kissed him. Mm-hmm. And Ron was like, oh, no, Hermione knows. Because Valeria told Hermione. And apparently Valeria was uh, disappointed that he didn't respond the way that she thought he was going to. And the reason he didn't respond the way that she thought he was going to is because he's not interested in Valeria. Mm-hmm. Which <laughs> Hermione that. has finally accepted. I love this. Ron groaned and slapped the hand over his eyes. God, throw me to the Dementors now. <laughs> Anything. <laughs> Anything except for this humiliation. No, it's, it's along, you know, the same lines as I wish the earth would open and swallow me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Poor Ron. He's getting a lot of teaspoons thrown at him all at once. Mm-hmm. 
He's like, it's not like I've done that much kissing at all. Figures that any I've been involved with, it would be the two girls who feel the need to analyze it together afterwards. <laughs> that, that's funny. Ah, uh, yes. Giggle. That made me giggle. Roommates like are fun. <laughs> <laughs> Roommates are fun. And he did keep trying to let her know that he didn't feel anything for Valeria, but he admits he's not very good at all that. Right. And he's practiced this thing that he was going to say to her, so he thinks maybe he'd try and say it, and it's really not working, but he makes his little speech anyway. It's a typical Ron fashion, anyhow. It just, that made me. Yeah. And then her eyes are glowing at him, and he uh, stares at them and gets lost in all of that for a few paragraphs. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. I said, this is the sickening to me part. <laughs> This is when I was just like, my eyes are glazing over here. <laughs> oh, come on. I'm, you know what? I'm a romantic too, to, to a point. And then there's a point where I'm like, okay, I mean, it, like, sometimes when you get too much sugar, it's still going to give you a bellyache. Oh, uh, come on. I know. I snogging know. is, snogging is fun. Oh, snogging is great. But then reading about snogging and snogging and snogging and snogging. Oh, wait a minute. I have a feeling that we have. Oh. <laughs> God, <laughs> never mind. It's Ryan. <laughs> oh. Hi, Ryan. Hi, I'm podcasting. <laughs> it can join. I, I said, hi, Ryan. I'm podcasting. And he says, bye. <laughs> <laughs> he wanted to uh, talk tech with you again. Right. Well, he did last night, too. We were driving too crazy. <laughs> Sorry. Tangent. <laughs> uh, like we never are. No, we never have tangents. Are you kidding? Never. Never. Ever. <laughs> we're always on topic. So, you do realize um, that's going in the um, season intro now. That's it. What? That whole exchange there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ours? This one? Yep. We're always on topic. Always, always. Always, always. Forever and ever. Ever and ever in a day. <laughs> anyway. Okay. So, yes, we have the snog fest here. Now, remember, this is, this is a big deal for Ron. Mm-hmm. You know, I know. I know. I know. This is a big deal for Hermione, too. And, you know. Yeah. And they haven't really. It's hard to have time alone when you're in a tiny cabin with four other people. Right. Especially when you're 16 years old. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And your hormones are going crazy. Right. And it's, I mean. So now we've gone from snogging to also now we have the mental connection, too. Mm -hmm. You know what? I mean, this. I think this is what set me over the brink. (laughs) With the whole mental connection thing, it's I don't know if I've like read too many fan fictions that have like some some the, mental the, connection the, to the it. The soul, uh, the, the soul soulmate. soulmate thing. Yeah, super soulmate powers activate. <laughs> that's what it is. I mean, that's what I felt like. I'm like, oh my gosh, please no, no more soulmate. <laughs> character one says, "I love you so and so," and character two says, "I love you too," and their super soulmate powers activate. Well, she may feel each other from miles around, and they know where each other is. I'm like, oh, if I want to go pee, I want to go pee alone. <laughs> you need to be there right with me. Yes, well, these, this is a little more limited than that. They can sever it when they want to and right. I know. do it with a number of other people and all that sort of stuff. But, I know. But, okay. And they're not, get, they're not going any further. I mean, they have a, a houseload of people. Mm-hmm. You know, as Bill and Fleur have discovered in several fics, <laughs> that is not something to do when you're with a house full of people. Yeah. Especially if you don't know the sign logic term. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so it's not going to go any further from where they are. Mm-hmm. Okay. But this is the first time they've done the mental connection thing for several days 
since I think even since um, since Hermione thought they were leaving on the porgy the first time, right? Because she hasn't felt comfortable enough with it to allow him to do that. And he, well, and that he even asked her permission first. Mm-hmm. Too. Thank you. So, There's yeah. a man. You yeah. always ask permission. So it's like, okay, this is as far as we're going to go with yeah. this right now. Which they communicate with um, half sentences to each other. Right. And then, and then you hear someone downstairs. Oh. Ron, where are you? <laughs> Crap! My two hours is up. <laughs> Harry. Yep. And and he, and he basically falls out of the loft. And, and Harry Lands is like... right in front of Harry. What's going on? <laughs> And there's straw, and he's all just kabooberated, and yeah. shirts untucked. And mm-hmm. it's kind of like, hey, how did that happen? Uh, we were talking about something. Yeah, sure. <laughs> he was somewhat relieved when he realized any gently intended teeth marks that might have been there moments before had since disappeared. Yeah, <laughs> that made me giggle. <laughs> And of course, then we have the "It's cold up here." Oh, brother! Oh, and then I th- then I remembered the fact it's cold outside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this one they don't have any choice but this fag, really. <laughs> yeah, but at least she did think that to him rather than calling it out over the loft. Right. Yeah. The thing is, I'm like, I'm like, didn't they just sever that? I guess, I guess not. Mm-hmm. And Harry, of course, is. So, uh, since you're not done with your uh, talk, uh, I I won't pay any attention. Just uh, go go right ahead. And, uh, well, and he gives them a, something completely different. He gives them rules too. Mm-hmm. He yeah. says, "Oh, wait a minute! It's somebody else. I am in me, I heard and that. it's Sue." Hi. Hey. Yeah, he says, "Since I'm awake." I don't want to hear anything. No, right. I don't want to hear a sound. And don't even think about giving me any details of any sort. <laughs> and Ron's like, what? Oh, no. He's <laughs> like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. And he says, tell Harry he's got a dirty mind. Yeah. He's easy. Ron keeps on jumping every time that Hermione thinks something to him. And Harry's like, why are you twitching? <laughs> yeah, why are you twitching? Itchy. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that's a pretty good excuse. Apparently, <laughs> Ryan says to Ron in his head, tell Harry he's got a dirty mind. Mm-hmm. And, and he keeps flinching. And Harry's like, what? He says, uh, the hay is it, it, itches. <laughs> the hay, uh-huh. that's what they're at. So the first thing is. Okay, his, I just. The third I just, condition was. First condition. Take was, care of her. Yeah, the third condition was to not hurt her. Mm-hmm. Think about what you're doing. Yeah. Even though Ron has insisted that they're not doing precisely what Harry thought they were doing. Right. They were just nogging. Right. Yeah, I don't know why about the hay and all this other stuff. But then I'm, has anybody seen the the movie Young Frankenstein? Of course. Rolling the hay, rolling the hay. Hey, rolling the hay. <laughs> don't like oh, a big boy. Thing. Hello. Would you like to have a roll in the hay? It's fun. Roll, roll, roll the hay. I still haven't seen that. I think I've seen that bit on YouTube, though. God, you have seen that movie. (laughs) There are a lot of movies I need to see. I know. I'm going to have to make a list for you. Yes, yes, yes. You're not even the first person to do that. (laughs) And have you even started that list that other person made for you? Uh, I think I've got at least one or two from that. I can't remember. Young Frankenstein is one of those movies that you have to see. Mm-hmm. I've seen a number of other Mel Brooks things, but not that one. 
I love Mel Brooks. And I have Blazing Saddles. I think I have the 30th anniversary edition of Blazing Saddles somewhere. Okay, is this uh, Mel Brooks Hour now? Yeah. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Probably cut out most of that. Sorry. (laughs) Oh, and and I'm sorry, Trisha, but um, since we're still on a tangent here, we just beat the Pirates 10 to 2. (laughs) That's okay. Since since I can put in my wonderful... I told you I'd be able to put in my um, baseball story. Right. <laughs> the other day, uh, a girlfriend and I went out for lunch. And so we're going past this baseball field. And I happened, I'm like, oh, look, there's, some, there's people playing baseball. And I'm kind of looking at this guy that's running for the ball. And I'm like, that's some weird shorts. And this guy is very, very tan and had no shirt on. I'm like, wow, this guy's really buff. So I'm, so I'm really paying attention now. And I'm like, oh, my God, he's wearing just underwear. <laughs> Because it wasn't like he was a stripper, because mostly the strippers would be all the way tan. So he's had shorts on, and so he got the white legs, and all of a sudden, from like two inches from the knee above, it's all tan, going down and going down. And I'm like, I'm looking at the girl. She's looking at me. I go, are you seeing what I'm seeing? And she goes, I think so. And we just couldn't believe it. And we stopped right in the middle of the intersection, probably just, I'm surprised we didn't even get in an accident, and we had to take a picture of him. Oh, no. <laughs> but I was just like, I was just dumbfounded. I'm thinking, there's a guy in his underwear playing baseball. You should see them playing kickball. Because they'll play, they've, they've had, we've had a, we have kickball league here. Mm-hmm. We have several kickball league, leagues here. But one of them was booted out of a park in South City because of people playing in their underwear and being drunk and peeing on the sidewalk. <laughs> it was like... Ah! Yeah, that's even lovelier yeah. than what mine was, but oh yeah, it, it was just hilarious. And the thing is, it was just like they were the tidy whities, but he was—they were gray. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, and I was thinking Severus. Severus and his gray underwear. Yeah, and his gray underwear. I don't remember that. It was in the book. Oh, from the worst memory thing. (laughs) Yeah. Huh. I have to say those aren't details I particularly took in. Well, I can understand that, Scott. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Okay. I told you to get my baseball story in. Right. (laughs) So, Ron has crawled back up to the loft. (laughs) Ron has crawled back up to the loft, and, and Hermione looks like she's sleeping. So he's kind of disappointed. And so he's like, "What? You know, I should I should I go back downstairs? Should I? What? What am I going to do?" And then she says, "What are you doing?" He says, "I thought you fell asleep." No, I was just trying to get warm. I was waiting. Okay. And anything uh, with Ron, I'd be like, "Okay, she's leaving. I shouldn't bother her now." Right. So I'm with Ron on that one. Mm. So yeah, they basically cuddle, and it's not really a bed; it's just blankets on straw. Yeah. And, of course, they have their insecurity thing, because he's, okay, maybe I should go, but now she's disappointed, and he says, well, you probably didn't really expect me to come up here, but, and she says, actually, I was hoping you would, and so they 
They're both going to sleep pretty much fully clothed, but they're going to sleep next to each other. Right. Yes, you know, it, and it reminds him of being in the Charmless Carol. <laughs> and uh, they are actually having a conversation still, you know. I, I, you know, I did want to tell you that I was wrong about Valeria, and I just really wanted someone here, but it, because it, she didn't want to be by herself. I mean, they've got the stuff with the Dementors and all the stuff that went on. And, they need to make some happy memories. Well, that's not so much happy memories, but she really just didn't want to be by herself, you know. It's a little bit more comfortable with yeah. someone there. And then they're like, you know, he's kind of worried about going with the first Porky. You know, George and Fred should go and take Harry. You can stay here. Then you and I can go together with Valeria. And uh, she says, I I did the binding spells and most of the time extension spells. I've, I've got to be the one to go. And, he, and then he's like, you know, but if anything happened to you, <gasps> And apparently you can't lie through the connection. And Just a handy point. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was kind of that was good. It was it's kind of it's kind of like um Wonder Woman lasso of truth. Right. I but, expect you probably could, but you'd be able to tell because you get the yes. emotions and things that go with everything. Right. So, so it's not like you literally can't say something untrue. It's just they'd know it. Right. It's like a big old lie detector, but it's a really good one. Right. Mm -hmm. So, yes, she's trying to tell him that she has feelings for him. And he's like, I have feelings for you, too. But he can't bring himself to actually say it. You know what? It, gets, it got to the point with me. I'm like. I'm like, I just wanted to just scream at her money and go, back off! <laughs> <laughs> oh. I'm like, why are you making the poor boy? Then I'm like, oh, that is kind of fun to make squirm, but still, yeah, back off! Squirming big time here. Um, yeah. Poor Ron. I felt bad for him. So are we adding Sue? Yes, we are. No, nope, we're not um, adding Sue. She's not We're here. adding Sue. Hi, Sue. Hi. <laughs> just in time to join us for 28. Cool. I was just trying to find my chapters. Yes, and it was he's she's going to sleep, and he says, "You know, I you you know I do." And she says, "I know you do." Mm -hmm. it reminded me a little bit of the Star Wars thing. It's not quite the same because at least one of them said it there. <laughs> I love you. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. I know. You know that was an ad lib, right? I think I did know that, but yeah. yeah. He had lived that. It was supposed to be, I love you too. And he just said, I know. And George went, oh, that's even better. <laughs> <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Well, apparently my mother shut everything down. So my uh, safari's not opening my window. So I don't have a fic at the moment, but I'm working on it. Oh, look, it's thinking about it. We're on chapter 28. <laughs> cool. And we shift scenes too. Yes, we're actually shifting to Sirius and Moody have apparently discovered where the Quidditch match was. Mm -hmm. Yes. So they're getting closer. Yes. I just, I just love to seeing, I can just see Sirius being the dog. Of the yeah. Time. Food, 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 food here, food everywhere. Cotton candy, <gasps> hot dogs. Oh boy. Bacon. 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 Bacon
I smell bacon. 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 Gotta be bacon. Only one thing smells like bacon. That's bacon. But you also have to remember pumpkin pasties and chocolate frogs and... Snacklessness. Right. All of that. Snacklessness are cool. <laughs> I'm not sure he would be able to pick some of those out exactly. Just sugar. A mass of sugar. Yeah. Right. <laughs> sugar. Oh, he probably got bigger sugar high. Although dogs, they, they've got a pretty discriminating um, yeah. nose, nose. So, hey, this is the right fic. Awesome. That always helps. <laughs> We're on chapter 28. I'm just not sure if he would have had an opportunity to be smelling a lot of these things as a dog before. So Right. Mm-hmm. Well, especially at <laughs> Azkaban. Yeah. yeah. The Dementor um, brought in snacks. It's probably all, all new to him. Yeah. He's like, favorite snack. So he says there's food here, lots of it, but there are lots of people too. Mm-hmm. And Moody so, has the idea that, well, the it would be kids the we're after are the last to leave, so they should be kind of on top of everything. Right. Yeah, but scents don't work like that very well. No, this is why Sirius is uncertain, but he's going to try at least once more and go around everything, see if he can catch something. And so he finally does. And goes nuts. And he finds Harry's scent. <laughs> For some reason, I just, okay, this sounds a little, well, no, not all that strange, but um, on, I guess it's look who's talking to. He goes, hmm, smells like the boy, dirt and cookies. Right. <laughs> 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 All those fun things. Yep. But I think it's funny. It's this, um, the line where it says, Then the huge black dog put his nose to the ground again, not intending to lift it till it ran into the shoe of his godson. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So. I liked Moody asking him if that's what he found. It reminds me of the stereotypical lassie thing. Yes. Mm-hmm. What's that? Timmy's down the well. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure? Lead on. <laughs> Oh my. So Ron thinks he's having another dream. Well, Ron thinks he's waking up at Hogwarts, but he's got something tickling him, and he thinks, oh my god, is it a spider? (laughs) You gotta love him. He's like, blimey, I love this dream every time I have it. Yes. Oh no, I think there's a spider on me. (gasps) Yeah. And it's not. It's actually Hermione's eyelashes. The dream. Dream. the dream is not a dream. It's a girl. It's a <gasps> yeah. <laughs> it's a girl. Turn Wait, who let a girl in the dormitory? Turn around. <laughs> was, what's the what's the the cartoon? Look, it's a man. <laughs> I found me a man. What is yeah, that? but it's the opposite way around here. It's oh, found me a woman. I have no idea the, what that's from. Do you, do you remember the um yeah. the uh, shot from Half Blood Prince that was used in God? I can't remember how many places, but it's Ron in the bed with his one arm stuck up behind his. It's Rupert actually in the in the bed at Hogwarts smirking, Skin. smirking, yeah. yeah. And it's it's been used I don't know how many times. This is the what I can. This is the grin I see. <laughs> oh yeah, totally. <laughs> yes, a huge silly grin spread across his face. He knew he looked completely stupid because he never felt more like the richest man on earth, and he was awake enough to know that wasn't true. But he did feel that way. Yes, and then bunk. <laughs> Ow! Shades of Azkaban movie. Yeah, whacked him in the head with a rock. And then he... Wake up, Weasley! Ow! And and here's Harry on the ladder, looking over the edge of the platform. He's like, long talk, huh? George is wondering where you are. He thinks you're out in the loo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and if oh, you don't whoops. hurry. Oh, and this is funny because he's going to uncover them. And Harry's like, wait! 
I don't want to know what YouTube been doing. Right. It's like what? You've seen like, me get up before. But I think it's funny. Like I think it's funny that you know if if they were doing something, there would be clothes everywhere. Mm-hmm. Where are the clothes? They're, they're still wearing them. <laughs> yeah, but Harry wasn't thinking about that. I thought it was funny. Oh, mm-hmm. It's really funny because the the book I'm reading, you know, a regular book right now, and really, yeah, and somebody was oh. murdered, and they were like, "Oh, I think he was murdered," you know, doing the naughty, and the other gal's like, "Yeah, um, wouldn't there be clothes strewn all over the floor if that was what was going on?" And she's, oh, yeah, where are his clothes? Yeah, in the closet. Hmm, something's wrong here. Yeah. So yes, same thing. <laughs> And Ron's like, okay, get that thought out of your head. Look, right. we're both dressed. I think it's funny. Wait, no, don't get up. And then, what? Mm-hmm. I just don't want to see her get out of bed. And Hermione, who's that, Harry? Where's my wand? Get that thought out of your head. Like, whoops. Now George is coming down the path. Okay, he's not going to make it down the ladder. Uh, leap over the side. <laughs> yeah. I thought this is funny. That I'm stretching. Yeah, <laughs> it just drops down, and Ron and Harry are standing next to each other. He's like, "Good morning, hi." <laughs> morning says George, looking very suspicious. How'd you beat me back here? I didn't see oh, you anywhere you know, out there. Just thought you wouldn't want to be disturbed, so I came back myself. Yeah. <laughs> well, get your shoes on. We need to bring some water for Fred and the girls. Well, how did you take your um, shoes off so fast? <laughs> Where are they? Um. Well, uh, I right. don't know. <laughs> Find the shoe, punk. Oh, look, here's one. <laughs> <laughs> He's lucky he didn't hit him in the head when she chucked it over. Yeah. <laughs> I love his excuse. I got sand in them. And, you know, mom taught me never to bring wear shoes in that have sand in them. And George's like, yeah, but you uh, never uh, listened before. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then when the other shoe came down, it hit him. Yeah. <laughs> and then she giggled. <laughs> Valeria is having a great time. Oh, yeah. Valeria. She's oh, yeah. I told her she was lucky. And and Harry is think, probably thinking, I don't want to know. La, 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 la. I don't want to that. <laughs> <sighs> and then we have an hour later, everyone is ready to leave. I remember we've moved the time of the port key up to nine, mm. first one at 9 a.m. Right. Okay. And so Fred's at least awake and a little bit more aware of the world, but he's got a headache and pains and he can't stand very long. Right. Fuzzy, and, fuzzy vision. And he's having yeah. problems seeing. Yeah. Which really makes Hermione want to get him medical help. Yeah. He thinks, uh, didn't it, po- at some point she thought that he's got swelling around his optic nerve or something like that. Yeah. Dr. Hermione. Yes. Professor Granger. <clears throat> oh, yes. <laughs> Humpty Dumpty. Who the hell is Humpty Dumpty? <laughs> <laughs> Not important. And I love Ron. Um, when are you going to tell George that you're going to go with the second group? And Hermione's like, uh, No. And he said, I thought we agreed. And she said, no, you agreed. I can't. I'm going with the first group. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. So. My woman hear me roar, Hermione. Yes. Yeah. And she's not going to let him get away with anything. I do like um, George is getting further suspicious. And Ron says, you know what I'm not going to miss when we get back, George? You being everywhere, everywhere. all the time. <laughs> <laughs> So they're getting ready to leave, and Ron lays another snog on her. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> and, and, that's what and then George is. is like, wait a minute, last time she'd barely let you touch her, and this morning you get that? Did I miss something? <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> Maybe. And then, what time is it, Fred? Poor Fred can't see, see the clock. Yeah. yeah. Well, Harry is up to something. Yeah, you could tell. And, and, expression on his face. Yeah. And yeah. Then, we, then we have a problem. Houston, we have a problem. Houston, we have a problem. Yeah. Houston, we have a problem. There and, is and, a giant cloud of dementors coming this way. Yes, Ooh. and Fred mm-hmm. saw them, and Fred can't even see. That's yeah, well. bad. Fred can't. I mean, Fred can do it. No one else can. So the first group is getting ready to go. Goes. Well, and, well sort of goes because Harry at the last minute, trips and knocks George into Fred and doesn't take the port key himself. Right. So Hermione accidentally Fred, tackles one. <laughs> yeah. Hermione, Fred, and George go in the first group. Which is really smart, because, I mean, isn't George the one that knows how to do the other pool? Yeah, that's the problem. Uh So now we have Ron, Harry, and Valeria left to face the the Dementors. Dementors. Lots of Dementors. Yeah. Oh, and Voldemort and Pettigrew. Oh, yes, they've decided to all join the party. Harry says, you know, Baldy's coming, too. Mm-hmm. He'll be here any time. And Ron's like, how do you know? He says, I don't know if he's with them, but he's really close. I can feel it. I can feel him. So, and there is no way that I would leave you to face him alone. Right. And that's why he did it. That's why you see the flinches, because he knows that he can tell that Voldemort is on the move. So, of course, Valeria is having a nervous breakdown right now because, you know, she can't handle the, the mentors. Or the snake. The snake. Or the snake. Yeah. So they're trying to see, you know, how long it's been since they've left. It's been three minutes. and yeah, They think it's been ten. Yeah. <laughs> and they're already that much closer. Right. So they're going to have to, they're going to have to fight them. Right. And, uh. But they try the port key first. It's not, it, it's not doing anything. Yeah. And all it's doing is getting too hot because the, right. of the polar. Yeah. The polarity is, it's still not working. Switch. So the three of them are, she's, she's holding it. Yeah, and she, they had to beat it out of her hand because she was she wouldn't let go because the last thing George told her to do was hold it, and yeah. she's enamored of George, and so she's going to hold well, it if that's. She's, the last it's not thing. so much enamored, but she's terrified, so she's fixated on that one thing. Yeah, you know. So they decide that they're going to try a Patronus and wait for the transport and see what they can do. It mm-hmm. doesn't work. So now they're going to have to fight. So they go behind the house to kind of just get out of the way. And get away from the wood pile. (laughs) Yeah, because you don't want to get hit again. She's very fixated on the snake. Tom has the snake. Tom has the snake. Yeah. Yeah. And she won't give up the port key because the last thing George said to her was to hold it. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, at least they'll know where it is. Know where it's at now. Yeah. She has it. As long as they can find her. So now they're going to have to fight the Dementors. Mm -hmm. End of chapter 28. We go to 29. Backed against a wall. Yes. Backed against the wall. Do you know, do you realize, um, I'm sorry, tangent, today. No, we haven't had any of those. Oh, of course not. I just realized because they just showed a, a, a stat on the TV here. John Smoltz strikes out seven in his debut as a Cardinal. I was listening to that game as I was driving to Chicago to go to see the exhibition a year ago today. Wow. Huh. Yeah. Me and Pluto in the car. Mm-hmm. Is 11 and 10 minutes, Trisha? Yeah, it is. Okay. Well, see, you gained me and we're losing you. We're almost done. We have another chapter and we're done. Yep, we can go. Go fast. No more tangents. So, chapter, no more tangents. Chapter, chapter 29. It's called Back Against a Wall. <laughs> I'm sorry. 
Uh-huh. You're having a commercial, a Ted Drews commercial, and it keeps flashing across the bottom of the screen. Do not lick your television. <laughs> Thank you. Why would you? Apparently it looks yummy. It's like frozen custard. You know, it's a Ted Drews. Uh, no, I've never heard of that. Still. I looked up and it was Still. like, I got to turn this off. <laughs> So from yeah. around the corner of the cottage come the Dementors, all 11 of them in a huddle, dun, dun, sort of dun. together. And they, they're acting oddly, as if waiting for some sort of signal. Right. And they're not, you know, acting like the Dementors had before. And, mm-hmm. and Ron and Harry are tied together right now, too. And yeah. mm-hmm. Harry's Ron's having trouble. trying problems. to keep the yeah. connection up as much as he can. And then suddenly he starts feeling what Harry's feeling through his scar. Right. Yeah. And that's good thoughts, good thoughts, quick. Quidditch, flying, soaring, think of something good. And they stop, the Dementors stop. And as they separate, we have a new evil kind of take their place. Dun, 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 yes. dun, dun. Lord Tommy. Lord Tommy. Olive, olive green robes, apparently. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who knew? Well, you know, he has to be fashionable and they would be green like a snake. Now, wait a minute. You 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 did know that the robes are green, right? Mm-hmm. But they're the a lot darker than olive green in the movie. Yeah. yeah. Well, they're olive green. Black. Olive green can be a whole lot of different. You know, olive drab can be a whole lot of shades. That's and true. The, I'm picturing the one that's actually like green olives, but no, 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 no. <laughs> darker, darker, darker. Yep, yep. So and if, if that were the case, he'd have to have a quill in the same color like Lockhart. Or Yes. But. Well, these are dark olive green. These are very dark. Mm-hmm. Okay. And next to him is our favorite little rat, Peter. Yeah. Yeah. Right. With that, you know, everybody. We we had this. So you missed the. All the rats have the silver hand now. It's genetic, and oh, I don't want to think about Peter Pettigrew breeding. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. That's as bad as Vernon. Just had to share that with you. Yes. Thank you. Anyway, I'm sure you will love us for it. Yeah. Oh, I always love you guys. Oh, yes. Cue the dramatic music. Dun dun dun. Ah. Yes. Well, well, well. What have we found? And here we have Voldemort with a deep voice again, which always throws me a little bit. He has mm-hmm. a, the, it's a, a high squeaky voice. Right. Mm-hmm. The high squeaky nails on a chalkboard kind of voice. I guess yeah. her version of him has reverted more to Tom as far as the speaking voice goes. Yeah. Right. See, I told you it was Lord Tom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Harry is not handling any of any of this very well. No, he's just kind of drooping. and So Ron is going to have to hold him up. Mm-hmm. Focus, yeah. focus, focus. <laughs> Having just edited Lovelorn Masses, I have Etai's voice in my head. Quick, focus, focus. <laughs> and Ron's like, "Okay, we've got to do something. We're gonna run, right? We're mm-hmm. gonna run for it. I'm He's gonna got a plan. Yep, go to the woods, and you're gonna go right, and I'm gonna go left, and go. And off he goes. And apparently, Harry's fast, which I wouldn't have mm. thought. He's practiced." He's, He's a thinker. All, had to run lots from the Harry hunting and all that. That's true. From, That's true. Oh, from Dudley? Yeah. yeah. Dudley. But, you know, Harry being a seeker doesn't make him fast on his feet. I don't no, see that. But his reflexes are pretty fast. That's true. And he's not a big kid, so he's going to be quick. He's short. He's built low right. to the ground and built for speed. Right. Okay. Says our resident runner, I will take your word for it. So okay. off he goes. 
And now yeah. the Dementors are like, you know, running into each other trying to figure out which way to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Ron goes trying to insult them. <laughs> and yeah, knocks over Peter Pettigrew and says, This is for all the beatings I should have given you for chewing on my sheets. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then off they and go. They leave Voldemort having to juggle the orb, trying to keep it up and all mm-hmm. that. It's a yeah. So off they go and he catches up with Harry. Mm-hmm. And he says, "How are you feeling? Give me your shirt. <laughs> yeah, give me your shirt. Yeah." And he mm-hmm. whips off his shirt and tucks Harry's in his back pocket because he's now going to be the decoy bunny. <laughs> it's, the, it's, it's the Weasley stud. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Harry's like, "Okay, put something on. You're blinding me here." <laughs> right. <laughs> this is not Charlie in a towel. This is not the same thing. <laughs> Oh dear! So. And Ron, of course, offers to give Harry his shirt, and Harry's like, "Yeah, that that'll be great. I'm sure." Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I need. Bright orange, I'll stand out really well. Yeah, you know, there, there's here's a tangent for you. We went and played paintball. I okay. am horrible at shooting things at people because I can't see very well anyway. So I was designated the person with the camera. So I wore a bright orange t-shirt and we wrote war correspondent on the back of the shirt and like, like Sharpie. (laughs) Not shoot her. Yeah. Don't shoot me. Don't shoot the person in orange. So orange shirt. Yeah. You can't miss it. (laughs) Why do you think they wear that when they're hunting? That's right. (laughs) Yep. Because Harry is feeling better yes. a little now that he's away from the Dementors. Obviously, but Ron's because he's going to, teasing Ron yeah. about the color of his skin. Yeah. Ron's going to try and draw them even farther away for as many minutes as he can while Harry works up his Patronus. And then hopefully it'll be there when Ron loops back around. So off he goes. Run, 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 run. Running, running, running. Through the trees. Like over the hill. he is. Over hill, over dale. And he gets back and... And Harry is like, okay, we're ready. Mm -hmm. Expecto Patronum! The Patronus comes, he pulls it together, and then he says, you know, you need one too, Ron. And I was like, "Uh, I've never done that before. And he's like, okay, well, it's time. Let's do it. And so together they Mm -hmm. pull it off. And Harry gets to give him the good thoughts this time. Right. Mm Mm-hmm. I wonder what good thoughts he was giving him. Well, let's see. Hagrid, Christmas, snowball fights, long talks with Hermione. (laughs) Shut up, Harry. (laughs) So he has a manifestation of Patronus, and it's a, a an eagle. An eagle, a big eagle. Yeah, and off it and off it goes to help the stag. Which I think is funny because, you know, like I said, it's one of those, you create it, you let it go, and then you walk away and do something else. Uh, No. (laughs) Yeah, I think they probably have to concentrate a little more to keep it up. But they do seem to have a certain amount of free will anyway. Yeah, it's true. Sorry. So they're scrambling everywhere and they chase him off the cliff. Right. But they have poor math skills and they don't know how many they've got. Right. <laughs> hey, did you count those? Uh, hmm. uh, yeah, not really. I need Hermione. Darn. I knew there was a reason. It is a little harder to count when they're running around in the middle of the forest, too. Right. But. So they've yeah. tossed as many as they can get to over the side of the cliff. Right. And then off they go. They're trying to go. head back to the port key site because they want that to that at least to be the same as right. the original setting and they kind of say 
goodbye to their Tronuses and they go. Sorry, what the hell? Let's go. Sorry, she's like rampant, like a mad kitty. Kitty crazies, wee. <laughs> they do that. Crazy. Yeah, but so they didn't count them. Nope. And he's asking him, "Do you still have the Dementor headache?" And he said, "Yeah, but it's maybe it's just from all of this. We saw all of them get smashed, right? Mm-hmm. Or at and, least go off the cliff, right?" Yeah. But, they still have to do something about Voldemort. Right. And Ron wants to just charge in, and Harry says, no, this, this guy isn't an ordinary wizard. You can't just try and stun him or something. Right. Mm-hmm. And the snake... Is completely wrapped around Valeria. completely wrapped around yep. Valeria. Yeah, they hide behind a boulder to kind of see what... Scope out the place. I was wondering where the heck she went. Well, she was still at the... Right. They left her at, yeah, she's still at the cottage. Yeah. They left her behind because she wouldn't run with them. And they kind of hoped that they wouldn't find her because she was behind the cottage. But yeah. Hi, how are you? That was. That's that's a kitty cat. Uh-huh. Yeah. You going to say hi? Ew. Hi, Flurry. Hi, Flurry. Hi, Flurry. <laughs> and Harry's smart. I think it was Harry. Well, there's a problem, too, Said, because there's two dementors left. Uh-huh. Yeah. But he says, let's hide our wands and put a, like a disillusionment charm or something on them so that they can't find them. Right. And when they come out and Wormtail searches them, he doesn't find them. And they lie and say that their wands are in their rucksacks that they left in the woods. Right. Mm-hmm. And Ron so at least tries to get still... into it and says, yeah, that, that was a brilliant plan, Harry. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's Good idea doing that. There's three Dementors that are left, not two. Yeah. And I, I suspect the first one that they see is the sort of spokes dementor from the <laughs> earlier chapters. <laughs> the spokes dementor. <laughs> oh, okay. I don't want one of those. Neither do I. It's the union boss. I don't oh. know. <laughs> so now Voldemort is, of course, going to. What is the first rule of evil overlord? Monologue. Never tell your enemy after you've captured them what your plans are or how you got here. I mean, it's like just kill him and get it over with. No, nope, no, nope, Baltimore got to He's got to tell. Has to gloat. I did my best to kind of you. I wanted you to be a guest, so I wanted to see you. You know, I wanted you to grovel at my feet. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, he's doing the. Uh... The smooth, charming wizard thing, which is a little bit um, interfered with by the whole skeletal, pasty yeah. white guy. I wanted, white I'm eyes. so disappointed <laughs> you. You've hurt my feelings. Uh. Yeah. Uh-huh. I wanted you to be my guest. Uh-huh. Oh, that sounds like a great spot for be my guest. Be, be my, my guest. guest. Be our guest. <laughs> Put our service to the test. Tie your napkin round your neck, Sherry, and we provide the rest. Soup to jewel, hot or dirt. Why, we only live to serve. Try the gray stuff. It's delicious. Don't believe me? Ask the dishes. Oh, this is the, this is the line. Didn't your father teach you anything? Oh, yeah, that's right. I killed him before he got the chance to teach you anything. <sighs> mm. So, so they, they've got the orb. The portkey mm-hmm. site looks clear. And so now he's got to show them the orb. Don't you like my new toy? Yes, the orb yeah. actually exists. I was waiting for them to just like, knock it out of his hand or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Smash it. That would have been perfect. Yeah, but the problem is now we have... Yeah, I've been in your charge of your departure from practically the start. Uh, doesn't it make for the loveliest sunny days? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but so they can't... Now they know that they can't use the port key. 
Right. And um, Harry's despairing again, and Ron's like, no, think good thoughts. It's the darkness is closing in again. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Apparently, being weak against Dementors is a genetic trait. Uh, yeah. The, the Potters parents, were as well. The, yeah. Both the Potters had a problem with it, too. And so he says, you know, I'm going to talk to Harry, and why don't you and Peter just, you know, go play for a while? And Oh, and then he tells... He tells uh, the snake, Nagini. He's telling her, "You oh, he Harry is translating uh, parcel tongue for Ron. Um, she wasn't supposed to be here. She was supposed to wait at the castle. And there's some potions she needs to take to soften her bones. And Ron's is like, oh, God, they're really going to do it. Yeah. He's telling Nagini that he'll take good care of Valeria's body for her. And, and uh, she starts to move away and drags Valeria along with her and Valeria yeah. just leaves the tail wrapped around one of her legs. Just, yeah. And she's just screaming, screaming, screaming until she faints. Right. So he's distracted trying to get the snake to actually let go and has to keep the Dementors back. He's cast a little spell on Harry so it doesn't affect him quite so much because he mm-hmm. must have his gloating time after all. Right. And, uh, right. And that's because they're connected. It helps Ron too, which is really nice. Right. And he's so distracted by all of this that the orb is starting to wobble, mm-hmm. which is helpful. But they don't actually have a chance to break for it just yet. No. And, uh, but they're going to, he's separating them, which yeah. Harry is like, I don't, you know, stay here. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be separated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he and is, he's sending Ron to the Dementors. Right. And he's so like he's surrounded by the three of them, but he's still picking up stuff from Harry. Right. And what Voldemort is telling Harry is that the, the three people that went through the, well, the first port key, they're mm-hmm. all dead. Right. Mm-hmm. But he, he captured them and they're all dead. This is Lord Voldy Shorts. I right. don't believe him. And of course, Ron is, of course, that, that sets him off. He's right. And right. This is Hermione and two of his brothers. Right. And he doesn't, he doesn't even want to survive anymore. And for a while, he's just going to try and leap over the cliff or something. But then he decides, well, I should at least try something so Harry can get away. Right. But he's got to do something. His destiny is to Help give Harry. Harry a chance right. to get away. Right. And you and just so know he's, he's going to do something completely rash. utterly reckless. <laughs> and that is Isn't where the where chapter the ends. Chapter ends. <laughs> uh, and he's yeah, and he's embracing that recklessness. And that's what happened the last time and that helped him out. But now turned into a personal rage and all of that. It's, oh, he's a damn Gryffindor. Yes, he is. It's helping him yeah. push away the effects of the Dementors, which should be good, but yeah, he thinks everyone is dead and he's just going to bowl in there and I at least have so, no idea what's going to happen because I haven't read ahead. I haven't either. I do want to say that in the moments before this, he realizes that his ropes aren't tied all the way. Right. And that for some reason, Peter hasn't bound him correctly. Yeah. And he doesn't quite like, know they're why. They're like rubber band. They're elastic. Mm-hmm. Instead of being rope, they're like, they stretch. Right. And I, I, don't, right. I don't know if it's really something that Peter's done or if he's done some sort of, if Ron's done some sort of accidental magic that's caused this. Or I think it's but. just Peter not being able to do the magic correctly. Actually, he's that would just fit right me. along. Or can he not do it because he ha- he's in life debt? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. But but is he really in life debt to Ron? Ron, but, yeah. but in, he knows Ron can help Harry. Right. So we really don't know quite what's right. going on there. But. but that is the end of the chapter. And 
and we don't know what's going to happen until next week. Right. Dun, dun, so you'll dun, just have to dun, come dun, back dun. then. <laughs> so, with the rest of us and find out. So to sum everything up, we've had gooeyness in the cottage. We've had the first group leave, but it wasn't made up of who we thought it was going to be. And we've had the attack. Mm-hmm. And Tommy. Yeah, it's entirely possible the first group didn't make it out. Right. And we don't really know. Right. I think they did, only because Voldemort says they didn't because Oh, and Moody and Sirius are rather are uh, not very they're far close. away. They're close. They're right? on the way. I think they're coming they'll come save the day. Like, um we'll find out. So uh, Oh, they're gonna show up too late. Does anybody have any other thoughts? I still about- wanna see Voldemort just fumble the orb sometime, just drop it over the cliff or something. <laughs> trips. The- <laughs> you mean like- I want to see one of them tackle him, and as he flings his arms up, it just goes flying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it hit, it hit Nagini in the head and splits her head open. And then- That'd be fun. Yeah. She needs to go over the cliff, too. Yeah. Big time. I think With- they did manage to get her to let the girl go and head back off to the castle, didn't they? Yeah, um, they- I think so, yes. Yeah, she, she didn't promised wanna... that her tail would take good care of her body for her. Right. Oh. <laughs> God. Yeah. I'll take care. Nasty. So yes, things are really picking up, and all sorts of stuff is going to happen. And yes. I predict they're going to get out of it, but you know that's because it's a Harry Potter fic. <laughs> it's a Harry Potter fic, right? <laughs> it's a Harry Potter fic, and there's a few more chapters. Yep. <gasps> so. Then we're keeping Portricia awake. Yes, we are. Yeah. We're almost, we're almost there. It's eleven eleven for her. So, so if no one has anything else, join us next week for the conclusion of Points of No Return. Yes. And Sue, yes. Sue has Sue has actually contacted the uh, been in contact with the author. I have. Um, are we going to have a author interview? Interview. She's thinking about it. Okay. We'll probably she have said, some sort of response in any rate. Yes. Whether that's an yeah. interview or something we'll read at the end of next week. We don't right. know. But So uh, if that's all we've got, uh, see everybody next week. Uh, come back yeah. and join us for the conclusion. And um, hope you've enjoyed it so far. So uh, good night, good everybody. Day, everyone. Good night, everybody. Good night. Bye. 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 <laughs> so hold on to the one. That those books brought to Keep each other safe. Keep faith. Good night.